listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. In the zone, like Kaza so say, always the usual suspects. No check. All I got in this game is my respect. And Southern Pride, I be shaking her fucking head, scared. Looking up in your face, boy, I see dead. If you touch like SAT, then I guess that we may be enemies in the peace. Just freestyle, be free bees. I be the wrong nigga to fuck with. Wouldn't I? Wouldn't I be the wrong one to try? Never eating them chicken thighs. Only the 20 piece mojo. Flows on like Flojo. Wanted to figure out just how low could your hoe go. The beat hit like B Street. Cush grooving, bacon, never bacon. Rebuking Satan. We had to wait for the second coming funny how time flies when you're rhyming LaFace records i think they got the perfect timing to be doper than saddam believe the nation of islam fuck the police and the dogs sniff the dope up in your car think they overstepped their boundaries oj not guilty that's how they found me hey welcome to the black out to podcast your host rod and Karen. and we are live on a monday mm-hmm. um so if you're on the feed that means you heard us yesterday kinda we did the um uh medium talk with tia oso mm-hmm. um you know hit put the gofundme in the link for the show notes hopefully you guys hit that up um you know if you uh if you, hopefully you didn't skip that unless maybe a premium you already heard it before but uh you know give to a good cause man help a good person out uh a lot of people in need these days not a lot of good people you know what i mean help, help the help the good ones while you can come on uh and one uh thing about y'all conversation i was talking about a variation of things i went back and mm-hmm. i listened to it today mm-hmm. and uh some of the stuff y'all talked about is still relevant to today oh yeah i mean look uh medium talk is one of the, is a good show because um you know i do my research number one um uh, two you know a lot of times the way that like the interviews can get in depth even though it sounds like we're just talking i'm like planning all the questions out thinking of directions i try to get follow-up questions when people bring up stuff because people just slip in these interesting details about their lives that are so fucking interesting but they don't because they live with it their whole lives they haven't thought about it Mm -mm. so you know like tia's mom was an activist as well so like you know she just throws that out there like everybody knows that and like it's no big deal yeah, like, like everybody mama's an activist no yeah, everybody, everybody didn't grow up like that how did that that had to affect you at some point i mean you're kind of in the same vein as your mom then right. you know she's um, like that's what my mama do that's what i do too right you know talked about um the news disagreements like a bunch of stuff like um activism versus ego you know um the fact that you know even back in the day activists didn't get along but now we have social media and screenshots and mm-hmm. we can kind of keep track and cancel everybody at the same time like it was a and then it and then it also was a fun interview like it's not it just yeah it's not just like us sitting there being like super serious and woke the whole time like you know it's still we still get some fun and crack some jokes and you know all that stuff so i hope people really didn't skip it and went to go listen because uh like i said it is it's what we put behind the paywall and it's a glimpse into behind the you know the little door but it's also um you know just a, a good interview with a good person so i hope she you guys is check a it good out person um of course this show is the blackout tips find us on itunes stitcher podomatic search the blackout tips leave us five star reviews the official weapon of the show is Taser. the unofficial sport and bullet ball extreme and today's podcast is brought to you by shadow dog productions youtube page go to youtube.com okay youtube search shadow dog productions see how easy that was and then you just like click follow subscribe their page it helps us out 
they you're on their channel now where they get videos out you get to see them first there's a lot of behind the scenes videos with me and karen and chris and a whole bunch of people mm-hmm. where they interview us after shows and we give like answers and all kinds of stuff it's one where me and chris accidentally wore the same shirt okay it's like <laughs> you just never know it's a lot of shit that you can be checking out uh youtube.com and they just search um shadow dog productions and like their channel okay guys um all right all kinds of stuff to get into today i don't even know where to start um i'll start with a couple things i watched on netflix okay uh so i finished love everybody knows that um and yesterday even though i'm not going to talk about it here because we already did a review but yesterday we watched um uh sorry to bother you mm-hmm. and we did our we did our spoiled movie review for that um on um the premium channel so you we guys did. can check that out um i watched this movie called first match okay which is about a black girl who is like a teenager she's a foster chick foster kid um and her father is just gotten out of prison he's an ex-con and she really doesn't have anywhere to stay she really wants him to come uh to to let him to let her live with him okay um and her father is like um really disappointing because he's like a he's an ex-con but he doesn't really want to be her father you can tell he's very he she's like 16 17 ish and he's looking at her like you're basically a grown woman now why you want to be like in my life what like i haven't raised you that's a child right i haven't raised you um basically and i don't have anything so you know you need to just go ahead and go about your life however you were doing it and you know she has some behavioral issues because of her the way the way her life has been correct um i i think in the beginning like they they hint at not even hint at they basically tell you that you know she's like sexually active um she's but she also is like um good at wrestling like like high school collegiate type wrestling not wrestling but wrestling um and so her father taught her how to wrestle when she was a kid and uh taught her best friend how to wrestle as well and you know they don't have a girls wrestling team in her um at her school or anything so in one of her foster situations um when she runs into her father on the street with her best friend he's his her father perks up when he hears her best friend talk about how he's on the wrestling team and she can see it in his eyes like he like he's like so you wrestling what you doing you doing this you doing that and she seeing that interest that he had turns around and joins the wrestling team and it's a boys wrestling team so she joins the boys wrestling team and the movie kind of is about how she uses wrestling to try to get her father's attention and the way that her father kind of sees her and the way that he doesn't even through all that he still doesn't truly see her like it's amazing it was i thought the movie was great like i don't know what other people saw or whatever i don't don't know i haven't seen any reviews of it no one's been talking about it or whatever but i really like this fucking movie it's kind of like roxanne roxanne um although roxanne roxanne is a little bit more harsh and depressing um this one still is kind of harsh uh as far as like it's not some 
happy ending like love like it's nothing tragic to the ending necessarily but it's not some like and then life was great Mm -hmm. you know like like there's no magic like and then she got in a college moment like it just kind of ends on a somber note but uh really well acted had a lot of people that i recognize our boy that plays uh strand on um fear the walking dead was on there he was a wrestling coach Mm. uh he, he was great as a wrestling coach um the dude that's her father was also in um what is the name of the the get down he was also in the get down okay so um the boy that's her best friend was in moonlight mm. um and, uh, and when they were teenagers uh he was the love interest of sharon um uh, so like it's just it's a very well acted very well written um movie that i really uh i really enjoyed man so i don't know if you guys uh uh have heard of it already but if not you can check that out and then the other thing came back last night and we actually we actually watched almost all of the new episodes but the joe McHale show mm-hmm. yeah the joe McHale show is basically talk suit but on netflix i love that show i was hurt when it went off uh what is it etv mm-hmm. but it might sound weird it's actually better on yeah it's really good uh the netflix cameos are good are funny yeah because they be like we're not sponsored by netflix and everybody go Ba-boom! right Ding! uh yeah it's a very it's a very fun show man it is uh and this is one of those shows that once again i don't have to worry about you know like 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 even with the uh, first match there's a lot of like blackness a lot of black representation type stuff you know i can see people having issues with certain things and whatnot this one felt more like you know it's brain fluff as bacon would call it so it was very brain fluffy uh especially if you especially if you watch a lot of reality tv it's right up your alley even if you don't like yeah, it just introduced clips, clips. Of, yeah. yeah you'd be like i might want to check that show out yeah some of the stuff don't even happen in america any of that stuff no but it's, it's it's hilarious so if you guys are into that and the theme song for the closing credits changes every episode yes it does which is hilarious and netflix always makes you go to the next credits like the next opening scene but i that's the only show i really want to hear the credits every time and i and i never can grab the remote in time um but anyway it's uh it's an amazing show so all right um let's see let's get into some news guys see what's going on um where should we start uh i don't even know uh how about we'll just start with this the news um it is legal for kids to work on tobacco farms but it can make them sick in the u.s children under 18 of uh years of uh, age are legally barred from purchasing cigarettes or other tobacco products but they are allowed to harvest tobacco on farms despite a worldwide decline in production tobacco remains north carolina's most valuable crop in 2017 the total value of tobacco produced in the state was just under 725 million dollars the fair labor standards act which governs child labor makes exceptions to child labor laws for small farms and allows hires as young as 12 for larger ones during tobacco picking season some of the smaller farms in north carolina will hire kids as young as seven years old seven tobacco farmers say they need extra labor especially during harvest season and rural north carolina kids say they need to work to help support their families according to the study uh by human rights watch but the child worker advocates like castillo 
uh say that the loose u.s regulations and tobacco industry policies have left these kids vulnerable to the health risk of nicotine and pesticide exposure it's kind of a legacy in eastern north carolina uh castillo says here and now's robin young um either either your neighbor owns a farm or a relative owns a farm tobacco obviously is part of their hair that heritage and kids have been working in it farmers will tell you for generations while the u.s government has acknowledged the risk of tobacco farming is still legal for kids at the age 12 uh to work on a tobacco farm for of any size with parental permission and with no minimum age for children to work on small tobacco farms or those owned by family in 2015 human rights watch interviewed 33 children ages 13 to 17 who worked on tobacco farms in north carolina nearly all of the children interviewed described experiencing symptoms of nausea vomiting headaches dizziness scaring irritation or respiratory symptoms either during or after work i still get headaches and my stomach hurts 16 year old elena g who uh who has worked in the tobacco field since she was 12 told human rights watch and i feel nauseous i just feel like my stomach is like rumbling around i feel like i'm gonna throw up Castillo explains that many people work with this crop will develop what's called green tobacco sickness. <clears throat> this is nicotine absorbed through the skin. It's not unusual that by lunchtime you're throwing up and you're vomiting. Why would kids be allowed to do this? Oh, go ahead. I was about to say, I was going to... Go ahead. Mm. As somebody who um, whose family is really, really country, um, my mama and her sisters and brothers uh had to actually pick uh tobacco and a lot of them picked cotton and things like that and to hear the stories that they used to tell you it was fucking horrifying the bugs the snakes <laughs> and the other random animals that kind of be around these things you get cut you get nicked you get pricked um also what they don't tell you is that a lot of these rules are in place because back to this country never got over slavery because a lot of people back in the day they used their children as free labor like uh my mama she 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 told me she said which is something that a lot of people take for granted she was like karen she's in her 70s now she's like i was so fucking glad when they made it a law that kids had to go to school like they made it a law where you could only miss so much of school because a lot of people that had these small ass farms and shit like that 10 50 20 kids all of them was out there in the farm so you know doing cotton season or tobacco season all the kids out there picking cotton you know but school didn't stop just because you was fucking picking cotton so two three months out of the year or however long the season is or weeks sometimes you was fucking picking cotton in the hot ass sun sweating it's not healthy for you um and to me uh a lot of people wouldn't consider that child abuse but it actually is you know um and actually that law people are going to um i guess put like this i feel like particularly with that law um i could see more places starting to do that uh like pass laws like that like north carolina laws with other crops across the country because a lot of the wait what law they're not passing the law i mean no no not passing the law but i could see other places implementing that law because that that law is here where you know the ages and all that stuff i could see other places where you have to go to school now where you have to go to school where kids up to a certain age could actually pick cotton 
okay you know not cotton or fields you know because north carolina ain't the only place that got fields it's other mm. corn like it's other places that uh uh and the reason why i said this is because you have to think about it with them locking up deporting a lot of quote-unquote illegal immigrants mm. somebody gotta take their spot <laughs> somebody some, some you know the, you know these people ain't gonna let their crops and shit die and the other thing is i don't think they're probably paying these kids like a livable wage they're not paying they're them not at paying all. these kids huh I they're see, not paying them at all i think some no because if you're talking about a small farm that your family do you're gonna like, nigga you're gonna get out there and fucking work i'm not paying you a goddamn dime well for the family yes but some of these are biz, big businesses too you see what i'm saying this is not just a family thing the biz the big businesses are they do 12 years and up the family you can do as young as like seven and shit now i don't think family is paying but these bigger businesses are probably paying them something but i bet it's below even minimum wage and i guarantee it's not a livable wage and i guarantee it's also not health insurance or anything coming with it correct and 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 the thing is when it comes to this this is the shit that people need to be angry about Mm -hmm. you know because you don't mind other people children working but you don't want your kids to be out there sweating hard and getting calluses and getting their skin fucked up and all that shit, you know, because it's one of the things to where, uh, like I said before, who's going to take the place of all these thousands and thousands of jobs? Who's going to be picking them apple trees and picking them peaches and picking, you know, whatever other crops that's, that's actually dying nowadays? Like, I could see the laws changing because we never got over slavery and nobody ever wants to admit that this, this country got rich and as prosperous today because we didn't fucking pay people and the foundation of everything that we do is i want to pay you as little as possible and i would pay you fucking nothing if the law said i could and this makes people sick too so you got these kids coming to facilities to get checked out for nicotine poisoning and the kids end up lying to the um to to the people that are treating them and saying and not telling them how they got it from working on uh these farms they often don't wear gloves because they could tend to tear the tobacco leaves human rights watch reported that most of the kids they talked to never even heard of green tobacco sickness federal regulations also require access to hand wash facilities and toilets but most of the children spoke to human rights watch said they lacked access or it was very limited human rights watch also found that many kids are notified when their employers sprayed pesticides on the field i mean weren't notified when when their pesticides sprayed on the field even though apa regulations prohibit child workers from handling pesticides and other toxic chemicals castillo says there's a lot of secrecy surrounding children working in tobacco fields when kids show up to the doctor with symptoms of nicotine poisoning they often won't tell the doctors that they have been working on a tobacco farm since published in an initial report in 2014 human rights watch says some tobacco companies have reviewed and updated their policies on child workers but enforcement on actual farms is still a challenge right and the thing is when you have the federal government that we have now they don't give a fuck they want children not educated they want you not to be able to read why so you can get out there and fucking work in these fields like they actually don't give a fuck you know because a lot of these laws were written for white men and white men only and as long as they're benefiting they don't care if your children die they don't care you know what you're doing tell me with the parents permission and a lot of times and a lot of these areas they rule they're poor you know like that they, they, a lot of this shit ain't happening in your bigger cities is the reason why um they don't have the tax base and the tax funding 
nobody's gonna implement these laws I'm literally a lot of these places these motherfucking one horse town one light towns you know the police department is there's five people you know they, they, they're not gonna be able to do the things that the bigger cities do and demand and have people come through and be like hey y'all can't do this and the thing is particularly in north carolina like, I say, like you said it's the largest crop it's, it's the money maker but less and less people are actually smoking now you know but it's still one of the largest crops here and i think for me it's just uh frustrating because now you know you're basically going to have children that's going to start working earlier and earlier you know particularly as um people need the money and stuff like that particularly in these areas people need the money so yeah people put their children out there and have their children work in these areas because they'll be like hey we need income you're bringing in money you know but your child your children shouldn't be out there working like that adults don't even fucking want to work like that yeah the question for me is i wonder what race most of these kids are because part of me thinks kind of like how sharecropping is a legacy in the south that essentially we don't have slavery so we'll find another way to basically work you out of your money um and i wonder how dependent the families are on making their children get out the field and even though it makes them sick and poisons them literally uh how much a family has to have that income because think about it either you come up in that so you think it's normal and that's why you send your kid out there to get sick or you don't come up or or you or you just need it by necessity where you like this is a way we get income it's a normal thing we have to do i i I would hate if i had any choice i wouldn't send my child out here to get sick but i don't have a choice so this is how we make a living here is constantly in this cycle of you know uh, of money and uh getting money this way you know and capitalism is this way where you exploit the workers you exploit the people that need um need it the most you know until the point where they die and their their lives are all fucked up because they need this money and the only way you're gonna let them access it is through some like harsh labor shit where you care more about the fucking tobacco plant than you care about the human beings right and and like somebody said in the room yeah brown and poor whites poor whites are going to be in this group too you mm-hmm. know the the rednecks the trailer park trash the ones that are not educated the ones that actually look at me and call me a nigger you're going to have your children out there picking this shit too because at the end of the day we're all in the same boat and people need to pay attention particularly with this un shit how all of a sudden america got out of un all of a sudden Amer- people are talking about how america's human rights and all this shit think about that we put out one of the largest wealthiest country in the world say we don't give a fuck about human rights yep um all right let's go to the next story that was depressing mm-hmm. um let's see what else is happening church attendance is up for atheists but down for christians with fewer americans and europeans uh attending church regularly there are actually more non-believers including atheists that are showing up for services according to a cold case detective who's been investigating this weird trend detective jay warner wallace who is also a senior fellow fellow i'm sorry senior fellow at the colson center for christian worldview and the author of cold case christianity says fewer americans claim christian affiliation than ever before and those who don't are the fastest growing group in the country wallace says he's been collecting data on this trend for more than 10 years perhaps the most surprising trendy spot is that is the one that has christians leaving churches and atheists starting them atheist churches have been formed across the country says apparently aiming to offer some features of a religious congregation fellows uh fellowship collective enjoyment and a stimulus to moral behavior these congregations often meet on sunday include 
uh some include sunday school where children go while parents attend services when asked if these atheist churches could be described as a form of religion the founder of the seattle atheist church responded with a definite yes i believe that yes yeah for what religion has come to mean i think yeah it's a religion. i think religion is like the traditions and um celebrations and the um well, i was about fellowship well not i mean yes absolutely but i guess what i'm trying to say is to me religion is all the stuff that surrounds the belief not the belief itself but like you know the building the the people Mm -hmm. the traditions the rituals that's that's really what religion is um now i don't think you know some people pejoratively say atheism is a religion and to which i think that is bullshit um that's like saying not watching nba basketball is the same as having a favorite team it is it's not that's not i don't think so i think some people might be dicks and be atheists and they might throw it in your face and be atheists and that's on them but that's not the same as having a religion i think having a religion is much is like a pretty uh defined thing that being said going to you it doesn't mean that you can't be a quote-unquote religious atheist this is what it sounds like to me like this would be a category of atheism that is still trying to replace maybe or Mm -hmm. to uh subsidize that need a lot of uh, people have for fellowship with like-minded folks correct you know um i don't know what the rituals are in an atheist church but i I bet they kind of mirror a lot of stuff you hear from churches like regular like christian churches and shit um so yeah dozens of gathering gatherers dubbed atheist megachurches by supporters and detractors are springing up around the u.s after finding success in great britain several years ago one example is the sunday assembly in los angeles which attracted more than 400 attendees for its inaugural service similar gatherings are taking place in san diego nashville new york and other u.s cities where atheists seek the camaraderie of a congregation without religion or ritual uh yeah i wonder what it's like without religion or ritual in a in a setting that's typically ritualistic like everybody sing whatever song you feel like everybody sing a different song like what like how does that work i have no idea they're probably some form of organization and just like not trying to find it just like churches you're gonna have some atheists do this some atheists do that you're gonna have different branches i think i would start an atheist church and for the hymns we would just sing um tv theme songs you know that would be cool and then uh just like everything else race plays a factor so you're gonna have some people go i don't want to be around all these white folks but i'm atheist and i want a fellowship yeah i mean that's yeah like i mean well obviously when i start my atheist church it's gonna be um you know black theme songs i'm not gonna do obviously i'm not gonna do white theme songs uh so we'll get rid of the white people you know eventually it won't it'll be, end up being a black atheist church just because they won't know the words to all the uh hymns <laughs> you know i'll say turn to the book of um the book of good times you know and everybody flip their pages and be like good times anytime you need a payment good times anytime you need a friend <laughs> ain't we lucky we got them all the white people look around like what is this <laughs> <laughs> well, like, hey, I don't know what they say instead of amen, but something like, wow, well, <laughs> science, 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 science be with you. 
I don't know what we say. Signs be with you. Yeah, I don't know what they say. Facts be with you. You know, but I think what what one of the reasons I kind of like this idea, um, not that I would ever attend one because you know people, but one of the reasons I kind of like this idea though Mm -hmm. is because a big part of why people, I don't know if they're just angry that we don't all believe the same thing, so they have to be like judgmental and shit. But like one of the things about atheists is people will be like y'all don't have no morals i mean what then what makes you do the right thing how do you do that it's like i'm not i had to be scared of a sky daddy in order to do the right thing i hope that's not why y'all do the right thing like i feel like everybody should just like don't you want to be a good person without it being attached to like religion if you don't do this you're gonna go to hell why not if you don't do this it's just fucked up man be nice to people correct and because the thing is those studies are true because you have a lot of people that are in religion and a lot of times you're in religions you get in deep and you realize a lot of people uh like anything else when you deal with people they're the x factors and you deal with people that say these things and they stand up for these things but they're not trying funny they're just as fucked up as the people on the outside so you go well what's a lot of people get to the point where they say well what's the difference why am i wasting my time here when at the end of the day a lot of people are no different now there are some people that they're they're living good they're 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 living that life to the best of their ability but for a lot of people a lot of them are scammers a lot of them you know have conned people over the years there are a lot of hurt and angry people over at religion um and it's not actually the religion itself it's the people that's the problem yeah i just know in general there's a like that's one of the biggest like knocks on atheism is this whole like y'all don't do shit or you're not how you know how you gonna be a good person like every atheist is a fucking serial killer or some shit and um i think the idea of having a group of people maybe y'all can collect money help causes that y'all care about um do different events in the town and stuff so they'd be like yes we're secular but we're not fucking the devil you know what i mean correct like we still would like to see you know i don't know the kids baseball team get some gloves put some money together for that or some shit yeah we out here you know doing work and reaching doing outreach community you know because i i think that the thing is uh particularly here in america where quote-unquote christianity is king you know anything that threatens uh, people feel like it's threatened threatening to christianity a lot of people just they just panic when you go well you know a lot of our laws and rules and regulations are based off of this religion and everybody don't believe this religion and everybody don't subscribe to this religion and you know instead of you letting people exist that aren't like you you know it becomes this battle yeah and i think there's also just a lot of people that miss the camaraderie of church and especially when, especially when you are a marginalized person like when you're a black person church means more than just a place you can go hang out because mm-hmm. traditionally church has been the backbone of our communities until i don't know maybe 20 last 20 30 years um and the power of the church was huge when it came to activism spaces correct when it came to organizing civil rights how many leaders that we know even to this day are reverends ministers you know that are black you know um you don't have bernie sanders doesn't have to be a minister but you know um but but like uh you know uh reverend barber is a is a person that is a a leader in in a community um and he's a black man of faith you know um even um you know i was al sharpton um uh jesse jackson um 
shit i think even cornell west and michael eric dyson might be so like this is a vehicle for a lot of like black thought comes from the church or at least you have to have a ch- that checked on your resume of things that you know you believe is uh i mean john lewis you know like you have to like you have to come through this in order to be this kind of black spokesperson as a, until the probably last maybe even 10 years i'm not even gonna say right. 20 Mm-mm. yeah but that's why a lot of them get angry a lot of them get upset that you quote unquote didn't get their grace that's why a lot of them have problems with obama he didn't get their quote unquote their blessings and their grace you know to go forth and and, and be great you know and it causes a lot of problems because I can be out here fighting for life just like you could be out here fighting for life. My religious uh, affiliation is irrelevant. We'll be all out here talking about Black Lives Matter. Yeah, and so I don't know. It'll be interesting, though. I just don't like, like, I'm not one of these people that would go because I just don't miss the community of church. I think a lot of people do, mm-hmm. even after they lose their faith. I actually think there's a lot of faithless Christians. A lot. Correct. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Mm-hmm. I mean that in a good way, which is they don't necessarily believe all the shit that the pastor says and all the like especially some of this like homophobic racist um patriarchal misogynistic uh, that shit a lot of there's a lot of people that it's kind of sad and and good at the same time they know enough to know like this isn't really part of the teachings and i can't really i'm not gonna live my life as if it is but yet at the same time they don't have the courage or they haven't they're so scared to miss the camaraderie that they don't want to like leave correct but maybe this is a place for people to go as just an alternative you know because i i think people are so scared to be like I, I i live my life like this shit isn't true anyway and and once you accept that you're doing that i think you can find other places to find community and maybe this can be an outlet it doesn't sound like there's a lot of these in a lot of cities Mm-mm. so that may also be a, a, a you know a hamper to people if you don't live in new york or california or some shit like where i'm supposed to f- find my atheist church at you know um because it's hard enough just finding like a quote-unquote woke church come on those shits are needle in the haystack as is come on and be- then to find like a complete like a church like this is very like we're here for the community and the gathering and the fun and the stuff that you really want anyway you know uh i don't know i think it could be dope i don't know um so we'll see if it continues to gain traction though um let's see what else is happening oh this is a crazy tsa screeners have won uh an appeals court um basically they get immunity from abuse claims so people talk about tsa being rough with them possibly profiling them this is definitely going to affect a lot of black people specifically black women when it comes to like hair uh things of this nature um basically they are immune from claims under federal law governing assaults false arrests and other abuses so you're basically giving them free reigns to fucking fuck people up in a two-to-one vote the third u.s circuit court of appeals of philadelphia said the transportation security administration screeners were not investigative or law enforcement officers and were therefore shielded from liability under the federal tort claims act and the majority said it was sympathetic to concerns that its decision would leave flyers with very limited legal redress for alleged mistreatment by aggressive or overzealous screeners which add to the ordinary stresses of air travel 
right for most people tsa screeners are an unavoidable feature of flying but it's squarely in the realm of congress to expand liability for abuses circuit judge cheryl ann kraus wrote the ftca generally affords the government sovereign immunity when employees commit intentional torts a type of civil wrong uh wednesday's decision was the first by a federal appeals court on whether a waiver of immunity for investigative and law enforcement officers extended to screeners it was a de- defeat for nadine pellegrino a business consultant from boca Raton, florida she and her husband had sued for false arrest false imprisonment and malicious prosecution over july 2006 altercation man it just got to this court in 2018 uh at a philadelphia international airport uh she represented herself and she was reviewing said she said she's reviewing the decision because my thing is this you fuck up my life i don't i have to deal with the consequences of your actions so you should be held accountable if i go to jail that's on my goddamn record i got to pay the fines i got to pay the fees i got to do all that shit that shit don't magically go away just because you want to held accountable you ought to be held accountable leave people to fuck alone because most of the time you fuck with brown people you come in there with a hijab you constantly got to take it off they constantly want to rub through your hair they constantly want to pet on you they constantly want to touch on you they're constantly asking what's in your bag that you know you know and it's the thing where um for a lot of people particularly if you're brown and you travel a lot all of a sudden you are constantly flagged mm, I, I i randomly pick you me all these motherfucking white people rolling through here with no problems everywhere they go you don't ever ask becky the 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 fucking pat her ass down you always asking somebody brown yeah according to court papers pellegrino had been randomly selected for additional screening at the philadelphia airport before boarding a u.s airways flight to fort lauderdale florida pellegrino then 57 objected to the invasiveness of the screening that means she's 69 y'all now like what if she would have just died during this time what the fuck would happen in this case anyway she objected to the invasiveness of the screening but conditions deteriorated she was eventually jailed for about 18 hours and criminally charged the paper show she was acquitted at a march 2008 trial so you did all this shit for an you essentially got acquitted but they did fuck up your day and your life for two years 18 hours dog mm-hmm. that's a long period of time all because she objected to the search um and and basically the the court has ruled that they can do that um wow that's that's some scary shit uh jill stein's recount cash pays for her russia legal defense i literally told everybody oh yeah i remember that shit i was like i'm not giving that bitch a goddamn dime it's settled why are we giving her money after something that's already decided Mm-hmm. this is why i said what happened the kindness of the kind a scammer if there ever was one come on they gave this woman millions of dollars she's a scamming icon really come on all time just your fave could never i mean the goat everybody knows she's doing it and she ain't hiding it either she said she wanted trump to win over hillary he won and then she collected recount money this nigga still got it still got it i i don't even know what to say i'm i mean people be like rod you was right tagging me to shit but i'm not happy to be right about this shit this is trash 
she's a trash individual and americans are even dumber for having voted for her and then turn around and give her money because a lot of motherfuckers voted for her really hoping hillary would win come on and when that shit didn't happen it was like oh god oh god oh god uh uh jill star can you fix this and she said yeah i can fix it for a couple more dollars mm-hmm. and now she's using it to pay her russia legal defense so they raised 7.3 million dollars for recounts with the m dog with an l Mm-mm-mm. at the end of may 2018 according to the most recent fec file and style campaign paid the partnership for civil justice 66,441.60 that is on top of a 30, $31,536 payment made in january and more than the style campaign had in cash on hand in november 2016 the partnership for civil justice fund is a non-profit law firm whose mission is to defend and advance fundamental civil constitutional and human rights on its websites the group notes that it's representing stein and her dealings before the u.s senate select committee on intelligence get the fuck out of here oh that that money gone Invex me okay sorry jamaicans but that's how i learned to talk it from luke cage <laughs> need to watch her burn okay i hate her what's her name karen hmm what's her name jill jill stein stokes jill stokes no my sister jill stein Mm-mm. jill stokes i'm gonna watch her burn uh mcdonald's is saying goodbye to cashiers and hello to kiosk i mean this is what was funny right mcdonald's fought so hard against that minimum wage shit and out of jealousy and stupidity and short-sightedness for most americans who are against the minimum wage increase because they're underpaid and then they want these people to be underpaid because i'm underpaid and i don't want you making more than me working at mcdonald's hey your job is so easy anyone can do it although i would never take my college degree ass back into a hot ass mcdonald's in my motherfucking life Come unless on. i was on the other side of the counter okay right. i don't even want to manage a mcdonald's you understand Mm-mm. what i'm saying y'all Mm-mm. no i got these degrees for a reason come on and i've done that manual labor everyone should be forced to do it by the way but i've done that that food service labor Me too. it's the hardest work i've ever done in my life in nope. your motherfucking life dog i want i have left the ghetto and i won't go back your fucking feet be on fire all day you your be on knees your, hurt your, your back. back you be on your feet you smell like fucking grease come You're on sweating on yourself you gotta take out trash clean up bathrooms mm-hmm. a bunch of shit don't nobody want to do and then you want to turn around and tell me that shit's only worth five dollars and 35 cents if you don't get the fuck out of my motherfucking face come on and meanwhile if i fucking don't wash my hands coming from the bathroom everybody in this motherfucker getting sick so i feel like it's more important than uh a, a nigga that's working at motherfucking uh the finance department necessarily at at, uh, at, at some hole in the wall business because shit if that nigga gonna wash his hands i mean you just don't want to go in the bathroom open the door after him you know what i mean right. he, but just, he just have a shitty ass keyboard a nigga at mcdonald's decided to break your ass might everybody in there might get e coli i don't know what the fuck's happening so yeah anyway all this shit to say they're trying to install these kiosks and the, and mcdonald's fought against this minimum wage and one of the big fear tactics was well if you make them pay 
a minimum wage uh and you raise the minimum wage they're gonna automate the whole thing it's just gonna be robots and isn't that really what we need to avoid because then people won't have jobs well guess what they're gonna do it anyway yes they are because they never gave a fuck about people Mm-mm. they never paid them a livable wage in the first place they want to make this shit automated as soon as they can that's um, the goal so yeah um a minimum wage level is approaching to surpass nationwide uh 15 dollars nationwide restaurant customers expecting to be greeted by a smiling face will instead be welcomed by a glowing led screen as of 2020 the uh self-service ordering kiosk will be implemented at all u.s mcdonald's locations other chains including fast casual brands like panera and casual dining brands like chili's have already embraced this trend yeah we, i've I, seen it i'm going there i'm not even gonna lie i fucking love the kiosk at fucking panera bread because you're going to do, do doing white people love panera bread and so when you go in there that line be off the chain you got grandma up there going i don't know what i want baby can i pay you in pennies i take my ass over to the little kiosk ring my shit up and go on and sit with them and bring me my food i love it and i'll probably gonna enjoy the mcdonald ones too yeah i don't go inside restaurants really like that um like fast food places uh so i guess i haven't really used one of these um it's like the, if it's a drive-thru i just use a drive-thru um when i've seen them at panera bread i've actually waited on the person instead of using them at panera bread i prefer the people um but uh yeah i can see um how this is gonna catch on because for the most part people don't really have a conscience like karen just said she likes the kiosk more than the people that's about as far as most people think the transaction through they're not gonna be like i'm kind of actively putting a person out of a job by going to the kiosk and ultimately that's what the companies know and that's what capitalism is like if there's another way to do it i'll do it i morals be damned and that's what they're relying on and that's why the whole argument about we can't raise minimum wage was bullshit because come on they were gonna do this no matter what you they could be paying those people a fucking penny if they can pay a machine zero pennies they'll just do that you know if like a machines don't always do uh certain tasks better than human beings you know so and yeah and at the end of the day you still want to have had some physical person in there but yeah you cut down on your staff and stuff a lot because yeah like i said I, I i like it just go in uh the, the way it is you swipe your little card you can do apple pay you can like like i said you can scan your shit like it, it is purely convenient and another reason why a lot of places are, are, are using the kiosk and knocking stuff down online their apps i order shit on my app you know what i do when it's particularly like panera breads particularly i'm go i'm using panera breads because because um it's more convenient but panera breads i get on the app i use my apple pay i tell them what time i'm gonna pick it up take my black ass up there you know what i do i don't speak to nobody i walk through the lobby cut through the corner pick up my shit and walk out the door it's just very convenient yeah i understand it's convenient that's kind of the problem um so i don't know what's gonna happen to the people that work there um just like i don't know why black people always put an s on panera bread um oh did i say panera breads every all black people do <laughs> panera <laughs> breads uh, my brother's as my brother said on facebook why isn't it why isn't it panera's bread like with an apostrophe s because <laughs> so something's wrong with that that restaurant title i don't know what it's supposed to mean but but i'm guilty of that s i will throw an s on the end of something in the heartbeat mm-hmm. and neiman's marcus 
um yes sir at any rate though uh i don't know man i mean it's just i feel bad for people that are gonna lose their jobs behind this shit but i also think um to a certain extent if you're not gonna have like good customer service um you're not gonna pay people to want to be there right like you get minimum effort when you pay people a minimum wage right and for years you know mcdonald's to me is of the fast food chains has some of the shittier service right and they treat their employees the shittiest i work for them you know i've worked for there before you feel like shit when you work there um i mean obviously you probably feel worse if you have no job than to have that job even but right it was a shitty job and and i and it makes people be shitty you know uh i know chick-fil-a pays people above minimum wage and they do all this shit to make people be super nice and i guess that's why you know that customer service is better than bigotry because a lot of people know that they have an owner that is um a bigot Mm -hmm. but they also are the only chain that's gonna fucking smile when you order and have a person standing outside during lunch and just a bunch of other shit that you know all that please thank you sir ma'am shit is it works and that's why people love that that's why it's the only restaurant here that has a fucking line into the street every day put it like this it'd be a line of cars back down the road then it'd be a line of people bagged out beside the cars like you walk up and you have two people out there with like these little clipboards ringing in your orders uh and uh, um what is it the uh counter at the drive-thru thing ring your order so you got like three orders coming in at the same time like yeah because they were trying to get the, all that money so in that case like you say and i and i know i don't know if it was a hypocrite or what but i understand that i'm willing to deal with that yeah because don't nobody want to deal with somebody that don't want to be there a nasty attitude like even like i might as well do the computer yeah i just think in general they like mcdonald's is all about how can we give you the less the least and right um that's kind of um that will always be the thing that holds them back and there's nothing less than the fucking um giving the giving people um less money like you know what i mean there's nothing less than a robot like a robot never complains it never needs a break it never has to sick days and shit yeah it doesn't worry about overtime no pto yeah and they'll fucking robot people right out of a job if they have to right and the thing is these people (laughs) like a lot of shit people don't disappear just because you put something in their place yeah they made a joke uh on twitter um about chick-fil-a versus mcdonald's i thought was funny i'll show it to you guys in the chat Black queen my name is bob and thank you for choosing the one and the only well we never want you to be lonely if you want a horse we will buy you a pony your chick-fil-a it is 83 degrees fahrenheit 12 26 p.m and the presence of the lord is here amen what can i get for you beautiful um, soul can i get a number one please you definitely can it is your god-given right sister nothing will make me happier than to prepare this meal for you i also throw in a number two for you for free for free yes for free would you like extra sauce as well how about a house we'll buy you a house a new car a new soul whatever you want go ahead i said go ahead bitch one second please damn ball head ass wig wearing ass hoe hurry up excuse me can i have some extra no can I have some No. Can I have No. You don't even know what I was finna say. Alright, what you was finna say? Can I have some No. 
Can I speak with the manager, please? We don't got no manager. How y'all ain't got no manager? Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I holler when I seen that. <coughs> but it is like a huge difference in customer service and shit. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see if other restaurants follow suit. Because McDonald's to me is the one that the most would be likely to do something like this. Because they're so anti-worker. They're so anti-taking care of people. But I just ultimately wonder, is this good for society and humanity? We'll see. You know? yeah. We- Maybe people are better off without these jobs because all they really do is hurt the they really just exploit laborers it's not like anyone really makes it with these jobs the myth of the fry cook who becomes calvin the manager is this dead yeah and and, and the thing is it's a catch-22 <laughs> when it comes to this uh because a lot of the people that are going to lose their job are going to be women Mm-hmm. a lot of people because you know people go and black and brown people right and black and brown people and people go well minimum wage jobs meant for children motherfucking mcdonald's is goddamn 24 hours 24 hours a day ain't no teenager in there no fucking 1 a.m it's fucking adults in this bitch so it's more adults that work the job than children and if you're under a certain age you can only do so much you know and a lot of teenagers will look be like bitch i'm working at the mall you got teenagers that ref- will refuse to work and i don't blame them not something funny they'll be like i'm not going out there getting oily and greasy and smell like fucking big macs all day yeah um all right let's uh talk about other stuff um so there was a woman who um was on a plane and she gave somebody her seat or some shit so she could sit together or whatever with this dude and then they watched the, the, the woman and her sit together the woman and the dude sit together and took pictures of them and she tweeted like a big ass thread about them falling in love and mm-hmm. it's some type of love connection that she just thinks she made for this person and when I saw it the first like my first thought not a lot like like she was talking about how cute it was everybody was sharing it and i didn't even say nothing because i don't want to be that guy because i hate being the fucking debbie downer ass nigga (laughs) but i was like isn't that kind of a weird gross violation of this person's privacy and to to add all this stuff like at one point she said that they went her the guy and the woman who just met on the plane went to the bathroom together implying that they went and had sex which you there's no way you could have known that right um but yeah it was a call the saga was called hashtag plane bay and it went viral on social media as rosie blair documented on twitter what she presented as a love connection between strangers a man and a woman sitting in front of her on an airplane now for the first time the woman involved in the plane bay saga has broken her silence as she says being an unwitting part of this social media phenomenon has had serious consequences for her in the real world I did not ask for and do not seek attention a woman dubbed hashtag pretty plain girl by social media uh said in a statement provided to business insider by her lawyer wesley mullen um plain bay is not a romance it's a digital age cautionary tale about privacy identity ethics and consent business insiders verified that she is a woman from the twitter post we have not published her name out of respect for her desire for privacy but you can read a full statement at the end of the story now the thing is the woman who initially posted it not only did she post it with like kind of pictures of the woman's like side of her face and her body and then eventually pictures of her full like face and body oh, when I she went to go that. get her bags and shit wow. um 
but she also told her twitter users sarcastically like go find her like ha 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 wouldn't it be funny and they of course they wouldn't found her you know it's not that easy hard to find people on the internet we mm-hmm. all have seen it happen time and time again at this point yeah if people want to find you they will in the contrast the woman's playing bay counterpart who was a former pro soccer player named juan holden he embraces newfound celebrity and even appeared on the today show after blair's twitter post went viral the woman quickly went to ground deleting her social media accounts in an attempt to preserve her privacy right still it didn't stop some internet users from finding and circulating her personal information yeah they doxed her uh strangers publicly discussed my private life based on patently false information she said i've been doxed shamed insulted and harassed yeah people were calling her a slut and a whore because the woman said she went to the uh, bathroom with the guy implying they went and fucked or something voyeurs have come looking for me online in the real world how scary is that imagine a motherfucker show up at your job because someone else decided that it was cute to take pictures of you on a plane um the plane based spark sparked a sizable backlash as pundits and casual social media users alike wonder whether it was reasonable for a person to expect to be filmed photographed or otherwise recorded in public at all times for the purpose of providing someone else with social media content blair deleted the original plane plane bay post earlier this week and apologized for what she said uh she had come to see as an invasion of uh uh stranger's privacy uh the last thing i want to do is remove agency and autonomy from another woman blair wrote in her apology i wish i could communicate the shame i feel in having done this but i truly feel that at this point my feelings are irrelevant earlier today holden posted his own reflection of the plane based saga and the backlash called an incredibly humbling experience um yeah like i said it was always kind of weird to me you know like it's not like you went to like a party or something or like a social event where everyone's got their phones out you're at the club or something like people everyone's gonna be taking people pictures i think you know a plane is a pretty reasonable place to expect somebody not to like take pictures of you and create a whole fucking narrative to tell people um social media visibility even when you it's it's not always a positive thing and it's, it's very often a negative thing it's somebody that has some it's not good all the time like uh, like even with my twitter shit when something goes viral for my for my page i normally mute it because i don't want to see the responses to it because eventually it turns into rat harassment no matter what like it could be the nicest th- y'all think of the nicest fucking thing you can say that everybody can agree about if motherfucking like if i just said oh the sun's out nice day and that shit went viral let's say a million people saw it i'm gonna start getting responses that are just like nigger uh kill yourself it's raining where i'm at why the sun wasn't out last night it was just the moon you know it's just gonna be harassing type shit over and over and over again it's not just one person it's always a lot of people and that's just a viral tweet imagine that it was your face your body the woman said where her plane was coming to and from she challenged her people to find this woman and they did you know because a lot of plane information is available online if you just have the plane flight number and shit like that you can find that shit so yeah it it, it was very it was very fucked up it was very crass you know um and when the thing that was wild is when she first got told like hey this kind of fucked up you might want to think about this again and take this down she flipped out on people like nah fuck that shit like i'm right y'all wrong why y'all basically like why y'all hating you know i just love love and she made it all about her and then you know eventually this woman got to speak for herself that was the quote-unquote pretty plain bay and then then it was like oh well maybe i did the wrong thing you think 
you know and it's not like this woman was out somewhere acting racist or some shit where yeah you got exposed but you just called everybody in whole foods a fucking nigger behind the the counter like right it wasn't even like that this is just like minding my business we didn't even have an interaction you know this would be like if somebody just overheard a conversation and just start taking pictures of people you know it's just kind of a weird thing also she could have told that story without saying the woman's name without taking a picture any of this shit she could have just told this story that she made up in her mind by the way because she didn't really have any evidence that this is some type of love connection bullshit she could have made this story up on her own and it went viral and she the the worst part was she was like opportunistically on twitter talking like hey at buzzfeed um okay uh i'm trying can y'all hire me i'm trying to get some uh basically get some for pro- pro- uh publicity from this i'm trying to get a job from this like she tried it wasn't just about um oh i shared a cute story it was like and how can i monetize this shit someone else's story by the way that i just made up like like his levels to this shit but it's just it was just so weird and foul and such a statement on where we are today as the internet and the monsters that people can kind of become behind a phone um because you can just you know like a lot of things in with social media you can just attribute your own story to it you know like i know people hate this parsing or this phrasing but when i say like social media isn't real the internet isn't real i'm not saying the people aren't real people are real yes they are but social media isn't the full picture it's not the whole story and it allows people to be manipulative of what they want you to see and what they think about people you can just cherry pick certain information from folks now you could do it in real life but it's a lot harder you know like if i wasn't there to hear karen say blankety blanket you say well karen said blankety blank it's not the same as like showing me a screenshot right correct um but this is the shit i'm talking about when i'm like it's not real this woman made this shit up and fucked up this woman's life this other woman's life why like you you could have just like you could have just been on the plane and kept that story to yourself or been on the plane and not included pictures and names and shit and just been like oh yeah this is a cute story i think this happened you know but she needed to live tweet the plane internet (laughs) using the plane's internet to be like see look at this i made a love connection it was just so gross um and knowing how people do women anyway like you can get rape and death threats and shit like who knows what this woman got you know um but yeah so she wanted to remain anonymous and i think people undervalue anonymity at this everybody has this assumption that everybody's walking around trying to be famous and everybody's not right like this is a big assumption like we're all just sitting around looking for the next hits like now everybody's a working for themselves now everybody's a brand now everybody's a digital content creator some um, people just want to be on the internet and enjoy the internet like everybody else but they still want to work their regular nine to five they still want to keep their job they ain't out here harassing nobody but they want to enjoy the internet yeah and like there's a lot of weird rules with the like what you can do take people's pictures in public and stuff like that there's a lot i mean but there's like still a morality like just because something's legal don't make it right 
you know just because they ain't made a law against it yet because the internet's the wild wild west it doesn't exactly make everything you do right and when you know better you should do better but like i said this woman doubled down on that shit you know but it just it felt like a foreseeable circumstance and that when people told her about it she didn't give a fuck until enough people told her about it then it was i'm so sorry you know, like she didn't give a fuck because she know a fucking lawsuit is coming because i was sued the fuck out of her because the thing is and i said this online i do believe this doxing people as far as putting people's address on a public fat platform should be a fucking federal crime you should go to goddamn jail for that for putting people's address like their home addresses out there you should go to jail well she didn't do that no she didn't do it but the people that did do it need to right. be held accountable yeah i think it's gonna be interesting with that one because like i said when somebody does some racist shit i definitely don't feel that way so i don't i don't know like you out here calling a little black girl nigger or calling the cops on some kid selling lemonade and your name get out there i mean like like for me that's for me that's different and the reason why is the law not gonna look at it that way if you pass some type of federal crime law it is gonna say both of y'all niggas going to jail the person that docks mm. the woman on the plane and the person that docks the person that called the little black boy nigger at the pool y'all both going to jail yeah because white people make the laws yeah yeah so it's not yeah. gonna be this yeah because it always got to be two sides to every fucking story but still there's need to be something because fuck i mean shit shit just i mean my information get out there all of a sudden i gotta deal with people harassing me there's no repercussions i got to fucking pack up and move because motherfuckers are showing up my goddamn house they're showing up at my job i gotta fucking be scared all the time and i don't know what's gonna happen and everybody go well oh well this is what you deserve and what you asked for the hell i did yeah i'm not saying that you asked for that or that that's okay just saying once you start getting the feds involved it ain't gonna go how you think I, 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 that, that part that, i agree because I, I wasn't thinking of from it from that perspective the, the permit patty motherfucker gonna be just as right just as righteous about getting your ass thrown in prison as um you know justin sacco or whatever the fuck or you know or plain bay so but there should be some harassment laws and shit obviously mm-hmm. and they do have some but it's not on the books in every state it's not federal um and I mean, even, a lot of times even when a person literally threatens people like the guy who shopped that newspaper that news state uh newspaper last month he threatened them and went to court for it and in court said he was going to hurt them and the police did not feel it was a credible threat so like we're totally not prepared for just the advent of the internet and you know especially with the availability of weapons and shit we're just not prepared that now now that part that that's true and 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 and, and, I, and I guess for and i guess for me just knowing that most people that get docs are women so nobody gives a fuck most people to get that information out there are women mm-hmm. most men are and, and that's the part that is very fucking frustrating and upsets me because you go into the patriarchy i want to threaten her i want her to shut up i want her to go away it's always used as a form of an attack on a woman and that's then that's the part that makes me upset about it and like i said okay not federal state i mean it needs to be some consequences to you putting somebody's address telephone number social security and birth certificate online yeah i agree uh, like i said it's just what are we what are you gonna are you gonna feel that way when it's you know somebody spray painted nigger on the side of somebody's house and they get docked are you gonna feel that way you know are you gonna have that same energy about them spending some black person to prison because they put this you know racist cops docks they doxed them 
Oh, I'm, I'm asking. Oh, you're asking? Yeah. Are you gonna feel the same way? And and to me, like I said, maybe I'm just weird. I go home addresses, like like, and I know it's other forms. Yeah, of I'm doxing. saying home. I'm saying home address. No, let's I don't say, want you putting that home address put, out there either. No. Okay. Like and, and and for me, that energy goes on both sides. Like jobs is one thing. Like 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 jobs is one thing. You know, public. That's one thing. But when it comes to somebody's home, no, I don't want people showing up at their houses. Like I don't want nobody showing up at nobody's Brown's house. I'm like a brown person house like for me and like I said, i'm not the one making the rule but that rule will be across the line you know your job is a whole nother thing like because your job is public people can find that information but your home where you live no no mm. i don't even think for your job then i mean what's the difference between someone showing up at your job or your house if they want to harm you but and i think for me for me if the offense happened at your job yeah you need to be held you at work yes mm-hmm. and it gets caught at the job yes your job needs to be held accountable for your actions let's say it's not it don't happen at your job let's say it happens in your personal life and they dox your dox your where you work and see and see for me like like for me that's where it becomes iffy because and 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 i i can i say it and and maybe i'm a weirdo i just have a problem with just because like i said it's something that i've really been like thinking about like analyzing like where do you draw the line on this because like you said right now it's no line right now it's a free fall it's no line it's whatever happens happens and because white people write laws everything has it everything's gonna be treated equally regardless if it's racist if it's not racist they have to well they don't have to but they uh, would apply the law evenly um and a lot of times when they make these laws brown people are going to get punished at a higher percentage rate because you know you do you know because white people are like fuck it we can do what we want to and everybody else just have to deal with it um it's very complex and i i don't i'm not the one that's gonna have to make the law on it but i do think that there needs to be something in place something to hold people accountable mm. yeah I'm, I'm as conflicted as you are on it i don't really know like i don't feel comfortable one way or the other i don't want there to be a law passed necessarily because i know that if you do pass a law there's certain types of crimes in our society that will never be checked and um sometimes the quote-unquote vigilante justice is the only thing the only recourse we have and if it wasn't for the internet outing these people as their names and where they work at and shit we literally would have no recourse because these stories even though they go viral the fucking newspaper doesn't really necessarily look these people up um and then these companies if they're not held like to a standard of being like oh this person works for us we don't want this racist motherfucker working for us then they won't do it you know um agreed so i don't even know i don't feel so strongly about either part of it like i think i feel strongly about the idea of people harassing folks via the internet i think doxing is one of the weirdest crimes because doxing in itself is not the threat correct um and most i hate to tell people this i hope y'all already know but almost every person on the internet is uh, it's easy to find where y'all live and stay and where you easy, work easy easy like, like it's way easier than you think right that, and, and truth be told and i mean we may have said this before there are websites and stuff where you can go google your name your family yeah, it's not a name. secret no it's not, it's a not. Secret. so the idea that doxing is such a mental crime because 
is essentially singling you out normally from people that can't be singled out because they're anonymous and they're reveling in their anonymity on the internet right. but they're basically saying because you chose to be somebody because you chose to say something i disagree with i'm gonna let people know where you are but the problem with that is in most cases and i hate to i hate to say this because i'm i'm not trying to downplay it but doxing is not really the harm Mm-mm. like it's like very rarely does somebody that got doxed actually have a true threat it's a it's the mental anguish of what they do to you it's the it's a very it's a very uh intrusive thing to do to a person it, but it's not an actual like that's why the police don't even fucking really go on it too much like you can call the police you can get a lawyer and shit but most of them are gonna be like well don't worry about it because nobody's gonna let me know if someone threatens to do something to you and even then they'll some of those threats they won't see as credible Mm-mm. you're kind of out here on your own and that's the big realization i think that bothers people um about it you know it's the the, the mental health aspect of it because like if somebody threatened to like kill me or whatever that yeah they might not kill me but it bothers me that they could i guess you know right i mean just doing this podcast i've been threatened before you know like people have said they were gonna get me they were gonna find a way to do something to me it's and uh, it's, it's it's so sad to say but i've had to just live with it right and like and- i just think about the fact that it pretty much never happens to anyone and then if it happens to me i just gotta be ready you know that's it right and it's also one of the things too to where the more and more i think about it it's, it's kind of hard because the more and more i think about it just being black is almost doxing because my existence is a problem for a lot of people so you know black people wake up every day with the possibility that i might get put over by a police officer most of us don't but we still wake up with that threat and we still have that fear that that overwhelming fear that that wraps itself around us you know most people particularly with with everybody calling the cops on you for just fucking existing you go okay if i go anywhere somebody might call the cops you gotta fuck it i can't not live my life because of what you're gonna do and it's one of those things where it's sad but you but to an extent you almost have to be like that about docs and you got to go okay if something happened it's just my motherfucking time to go because i can't live in a bubble based off of what somebody may do it's just weird because like how enforceable would a law be that says you can't dox people you know somebody correct it, somebody's on twitter would have like these social media tools enable this like you you know and and honestly there's arguments for why like social media could end harassment if they want it mm-hmm. for the just period point blank the problem is it's a lot of work the second problem is it's probably going to add some cost prohibitive access prohibitive measures in there that a lot of people don't want to use and a lot of people feel like the catch-22 is i like the anonymity it can serve a purpose what if i want to report somebody who sexually assaulted a person and i don't want to put my name on it but i want the community to know that this person is whatever the fuck i'm gonna create an anonymous account i'm gonna say something on a medium post without putting my name to it that kind of thing mm-hmm. you know so it's just like you we don't know is the point so but i feel the same trepidation you have about which is why i was asking all those questions because i don't know either um, i don't really have an answer to it yeah um, like I, I, I know if i know for a fact if i see fucking permit pool patty get get doxxed i don't care and i'm not even gonna pretend that i care i'm not even about to perform that shit or whatever the fuck 
i'm like oh you were gonna call the police on an eight-year-old black girl for selling water agreed i don't care that we know where you work i don't care that you lost your job Mm -hmm. i don't care if they find your home address i don't give a fuck i hope you do stay up at night and worry about the shit that you did and that's that puritanical mean part of me that wants like some semblance of justice even if it's vigilante justice because i know we're not getting criminal justice i know we're not getting civil justice never so i just want this person to suffer i can be honest about that while also being like i don't know that that's a good impulse but at least i'm being fucking honest about it because it feel like a lot of people just lie correct and, and perform this whole like i'm totally comfortable with this you're not comfortable when it's somebody you like you're not comfortable when you agree with the person and they get docked and you're not comfortable if it's you and you're not comfortable if it's you but at the same time i i i am comfortable when it's george zimmerman and i don't even know what to say about it you know it's not like as much as people got mad at jay-z uh for saying that line nigga i agree with that line like i don't know how zimmerman's still alive you know like like if if motherfuckers are just taking people's lives over some bullshit this nigga done done more than enough there's so many people on this planet where i'm just like i'm 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 aghast at just like what they do for a living and how the fuck they treat and talk to people and do shit and they just walk around like nothing can happen to them Mm -hmm. and 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 the world rewards that yes it does you know tommy lauren ain't worried about nothing happening to her she had a drink thrown on her hand like that's the the big come up is for basically essentially uh inciting violence against black people that's her come up is she does that for a living and she doesn't even believe in it and culture is flying fucking probably first class everywhere you know there's all these bad people that just keep fucking winning and they don't care Mm-mm. and i've never seen their address anywhere i've never seen them docs you know what i mean it just i don't know i don't know it makes me angry but i don't even know what to do about it you know but i feel i feel what you're saying though it's it's a violation of a, of a weird type because that's right. not even the threat the threat is just now people can find where you are if they want if someone's crazy and we're such a crazy gun nut country it's like damn they can do that yep all right let's go to the next segment um turn the volume down my bad sorry jeff that's on me sorry yeah well, next we need to record a lower version of that yeah uh it's taking out the trash time guys a lot of trash going on let's talk about it henry cavill who you guys ain't know as superman Mm-hmm. He gonna be in that Mission Impossible. Yep. Well, he had an impossible mission. Talking about the Me Too movement without making men the victim. What? Yeah, he had to apologize for some comments that he said uh, when uh, doing an interview with GQ Australia. Um, he basically was talking about uh, how his com. Well, he had to apologize because he says comments about the Me Too movement went a little too far so now he's walking it back mission impossible fallout star said that the uh told the gq australia that the me too movement has made him afraid to flirt with women and his comments didn't sit well with the internet it's very difficult to do to do that if there are certain rules in place talking about 
uh flirting with women um actually it was even worse than this i heard the full context of the quote actually let me see if i can find it because uh the full quote is even worse like the like the part they took away was like okay but uh yeah he said stuff has to change absolutely addressing men's behavior it's important to also retain the good things which were a quality of the past and get rid of the bad things there's something wonderful about a man chasing a woman there's a traditional approach to that which is nice i think a woman should be wooed and chased but maybe i'm old-fashioned for thinking that you know if he had stopped there i can understand people being like well yeah it's just a preference and some women like being chased and he just need to find them women because and some women don't right some women don't but there's somebody for everybody blah 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 well he keeps going so we can be clear okay it's very difficult to do that if there are certain rules in place because then it's like well i don't want to go up and talk to her because i'm going to get called a rapist or something how do we get here mm-hmm. you know how you go up and talk to a woman and she's just like angry sad and disappointed you guys ever been accused of being a rapist because you walked up to a woman and said hey no can i buy you a drink you motherfucking rapist if you don't get the fuck off of me i can't believe you will come up in here and ask to buy me a drink at a club and you are who you are women fucking throw themselves at you henry cavill rapist all, all these white hollywood dudes say this shit ben affleck matt damon it's like for the first time they're aware of their male privilege and then it become like y'all just think i'm gonna rape you well yeah they do i mean men do a lot of raping but not because you said hey you do some rapey shit i'll tell you what'll make people think you might be a rapist saying shit like this right sometimes i think women get confused with me hitting on them and me being a rapist okay well you should definitely not hit on people because you ain't doing it right no uh, girl your hair look good uh wow I, I can't believe he just tried to rape me wow i mean what's happening is your dick talking to me i mean All i don't right. understand am i having a conversation with it not you that's a nice dress really sexual assault right here in front of everybody henry uh so you're like they plus this also serves the whole uh the whole like stereotype that women are so irrational emotional over the top creatures that they they yeah, a man can't it's so logical and reasonable he just goes hey how you doing tonight and she goes you're a fucking rapist ah <laughs> so you're like, runs out screaming right he goes so you're like forget it i'm gonna call an ex-girlfriend instead and then just go back to a relationship which never really worked but it's way safer than casting myself into the fires of hell because I'm someone in the public eye. And if I go and flirt with someone, then who knows what's going to happen? Uh, way to throw your ex girlfriends under the bus. His ex girlfriend sitting somewhere like, what? Why? Who said that? Right. What I do? Think about that. His ex girlfriends. He just basically told him, whenever you get that you yep. up call, mm-hmm. that's me being like, I'm so scared to flirt with a new woman. I was just gonna fuck you and go back to our old problems where i treat you like shit right now now he said now now you can't really pursue in someone further than no it's like okay cool but then there's like oh why'd you give up and it's like well because i didn't want to go to jail because she said no my reaction is angry sad 
bro what you doing i don't know this is not my superman bro what are you doing come on man hey why does this happen with all these interviews like you must be so in the zone to be like this no one's giving you the x name at the corner like no henry cut uh-uh the throat chop motion like nah dog chill out well don't go into the whole you know x nay on the ape ray you know what i'm saying dog let's just talk ain't we supposed yeah, to be promoting mission you, impossible when you live in them bubbles dog yeah like why why would you yeah he didn't run his he didn't run his interview past the pr person they didn't practice first this is such an own goal man you you don't have to do nothing you henry cavill just be pretty walk into the bar with your shirt off you be straight you you will be draws will get thrown at you what are we talking about here all them crunches for what bruh um but yeah um he ended up apologizing um he said having seen the reaction to an article in particular about my feelings on dating and the me too movement i just want to apologize for any confusion and misunderstanding this may have created insensitivity was absolutely not my intention in light of this i would like just like to clarify and confirm to all that i have always and will continue to hold women in the highest regard no matter the type of relationship whether it be a friendship professional or a significant other never would i intend to disrespect in any way shape or form uh this experience has taught me a valuable lesson as to the context and nuance of editorial liberties they wrote what you said what is happening here that sounds like he's trying to imply like they should have cut that out of the article to spare me looking stupid like i can't i should i was trusted them and i said this shit and i thought it would be cool but apparently we were still on the record I look forward to clarifying my position in the future towards a subject that is so vital. Nope, 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 nope. Don't clarify. Just leave it alone. We. It was pretty clear. It was pretty clear, bro. You tried to make a point that really is just master male fragility. It's just male fragility, man. For once in a lifetime, people are asking you to think about your actions towards the opposite, quote, opposite, towards a, the people you are pursuing to fuck right just once in your lifetime it's not even this land shed it's so crazy it is so crazy the me too movement is like a watershed landmark fucking movement and all the movement is really saying is like these niggers are people too when it comes to women come on that's the whole movement the whole movement is like yo maybe we should listen to women that say they've been sexually assaulted and at least analyze what they're saying and if it's true yeah i mean that's just too much change what we gonna do about the rapists i mean that guy i mean what they supposed to just not have a job now because they raped a few people this is all this is all looney tunes you people are getting crazy it's out of control what about the pc mafia and the freedom of speeches and shit like what right and then when he's saying women look at you but like well motherfucker are you a rapist i would never why the fuck are you defending them you could have said nothing and it's all because you have to think about it a little bit like i'm the scary part to me is not that there's this like i mean i do think there's a lot of fucking rapists out there don't get me wrong mm-hmm. uh i want to be clear but the scary part to me isn't that there's a lot of rapists it's that there's a lot of people that defend rapists period right it's a lot of niggas that don't rape people there's a lot of women that don't rape anybody that will absolutely fucking stand their ground on a rape dude person accused of rape as if they were in the fucking room it's insane it's insane 
the you know what i got for you if one of my friends gets accused of right the most i got for you i hope you didn't do it that's it that and followed by no comment if i wasn't in the motherfucking room that's what you're getting from rise so don't rape nobody on my watch don't do it because i because one of you do it i'm telling i'm like this nigga rapist don't fuck with me don't hang with me i don't want you around me you fucking rapist piece of shit um but two if, if, if you if you get accused don't come looking for me to be online talking about how great a person you are and that you would never do some shit i don't know what the fuck you would do when i ain't around come on fuck i'm a, a psychic same motherfucking minority report nigga you on your own with that shit you know that's some crazy shit so i don't even understand how people can do that man but anyway a dude like henry cavill may have never even done anything untoward towards women in this type of way right to to even be on the summer jam screen as famous as he is if he got some shit it probably would have been out already but but let's say he doesn't have anything for just a just a a, 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 um thought exercise right let's say he doesn't have anything then what the fuck you talking about henry you been accused of rape yet no then what the fuck you talking about have you ever hit on a woman yes then why the fuck are you talking about i'm gonna I'm get accused of rape what are you talking about right that's the shit that don't make no sense to me whose fear is this jesus christ man um good grief anyway man um he's yeah this is bullshit it's just bullshit because right he, you could have just sat there and said nothing you have to say shit Mm-mm, just be some pretty eye candy dog you don't have to say shit man all right uh who else is trash uh there's a feminist apparel ceo who fired his entire staff after they learned he was an admitted sexual abuser oh that's open and open and shut for that bullshit ain't it the employees of the popular uh clothing company feminist apparel that's the name of the company (laughs) by damn white man right uh so they thought they were creating tools for resistance to online stores viral shirts and accessories which feature sayings like cats against cat calls and trans rights or human rights became staples at events like the women's march and pride the brand amassed over 360,000 followers on instagram and facebook and was behind viral moments like the no cat cow zone signs which took over new york city plus every item sold helped support an independent artist and in many cases a partnering organization that would receive part of the proceeds it all came to a grinding halt june 2018 when feminist apparel staff discovered that the brand's co-founder ceo alan martofell had an admitted history of sexually abusing women in fact he claims it's the reason why he started the company in the first place after asking for his resignation all nine employees were fired without notice or severance only him and an outside consultant remained uh one number one this is another example of like the wrong people trying to be leaders it's uh, it's the craziest thing it happens in every space activism yes, podcast it does. business you name it it's always the motherfucker that it really does not have the moral standing to speak for everybody it's like i'm gonna speak for women well what's your history i mean i sexually abused some so i feel like you know i got the inside scoop you know i should know how to tell you the tips and tricks i'm gonna start the feminist company like i don't think you should be the one bro not you not you just seem like a stay in your lane type of move i mean give the money to somebody else but you don't need to be the face of this right you know like it's crazy 
um this is patriarchy and toxic masculinity is fucking fine it says rebecca green the company's now former art director i feel righteous and angry i feel supported by my co-workers and friends i also feel tired i feel incredibly sorry knowing that there are survivors in this office who were led to believe that their contributions to this company were directly going to create a safe space and a platform for survivors feminists and marginalized identities as an artist myself creating work based on my own experiences with the patriarchy toxic masculinity and harassment for this company and by extension this man i feel used and willfully misled on june 21st feminist apparel was tagged in a facebook post accusing martofel of rape the employees investigated and found a facebook post that he wrote in 2013 that described his own sexual abuse of women how he came to learn about rape culture and that he was starting a company called feminist apparel as his humble attempt to solve it all right we are almost at the break uh i will switch over what yeah we will switch over and give you the rest of the details in a minute chat room live my god this white man i beat women so i'm gonna start a company called don't beat them bitches to make amends for it you be like what the ike turner women's shelter yes ike turner <laughs> uh, <laughs> good grief right what, what kind of man what kind of person i know what i'm ready to take on the biggest challenge in the game keeping women safe and i know because i've been endangering these bitches for years you can count on me you can count on me i know all about it <laughs> let me tell you how they be finding y'all addresses let me tell you what site how i know because i be going on there okay um <laughs> wow wow uh we are we've all either faced it this firsthand scene or heard a firsthand account of it or are guilty of it ourselves martha fell wrote in the post i'm someone who's guilty of it i've grinded up on women on buses at concerts without their consent i made out with the drunk chick at a party because it was easier i put a woman's hand on my dick while she was sleeping the long post filled with statistics and a psa for the majority of rapists are people you know and trust uh concludes with the announcement that the new company uh, announcement of the new company and the ask to help him spread the word about it it's interesting that people worked there and didn't know this history it seemed like mm-hmm. he would lead with this at what point did he stop putting this in the uh you know how <laughs> that company give you their history <laughs> right back and in, orientation yes back in 1982 our company got started because our founder had a vision in the dream and they wanted to make the world a better place mm-hmm. after raping several women i decided no more <clears throat> so here feminist where is everybody going excuse me excuse me is well, everyone leaving going? orientation ma'am well, i mean Do you want to come mean, back i mean well, i mean what's happening here i mean isn't this what everybody does right lock the doors they gotta stay i don't respect uh, uh, no uh this is a far cry from the original story origin story the team had been told in interviews he said he came up with the idea for feminist apparel in college while brainstorming for a documentary he was making about sexual assault that ain't the same that ain't the same that, honey you gave him a different orientation tape <laughs> oh oh my bad my bad i put the wrong tape in there y'all spider-man spider-man does whatever a spider can spins a web any size catches feet just like flies look out here comes the spider-man um yeah uh so in a glowing 2014 piece in fours it rehashes this discovery i learned what feminist feminism is and preaches and i thought it was incredible 
I began working on a documentary about sexual assault on college campuses at my alma mater. And while I was brainstorming ways to raise funds to better carry out that project, I came up with the idea for feminist apparel. This was a place that claimed to be ethical and feminist, said Riker Fry, the company's now former office and HR manager. Uh, it was so hard to hear that Alan had done those things and hidden them from us because that meant that we had been working for an abuser who was taking money from abuse victims. The day after the June 21st post, members of the feminist apparel team confronted Marto Fell. As a group of people de- dedicated to activism and social justice, there was only one thing to do, take action. And now former employees wrote in a joint statement released publicly to get the word out about the story. We decided the only thing to do was to demand Alan step down as CEO of the company, separate himself, and show a public apology to our customers, creative partners, and the larger community of intersectional feminists and social justice advocates that he exploited along the way. Right, because you lying to the people. According to the employees, Marto Fell immediately admitted to the allegations. He said he'd stepped down because he now he was now a liability to the company and he left the office soon after. The employees went back to work, but things soon took a turn for the worse. While placing a routine order for blank shirts the same day at Marto Fell's departure, a production team member found that the company card was declined. Some employees told Refinery29 that they decided to close the site to new orders until everything was sorted out. Four days after Marto Fell resigned, he messaged the entire team on Slack to tell employees not to come to work for the week and that he fulfilled the outstanding orders through a third party and update everybody on Friday. On Saturday, employees noticed their company email accounts had been closed. But the Feminist Apparel website was live and receiving orders. God damn! This Jill Stein-ass motherfucker. I mean, Stokes! Jill Stokes! she gonna burn me gonna watch her burn she vexed me sorry um the employees reached out to marto fell several times but all of the messages were ignored shortly after uh, before 6 a.m the study the sunday morning they were all fired via individual emails to their personal accounts jim you fired next Teresa, bye bitch <laughs> sam good riddance <laughs> vanessa hit the road jack and don't you come back no more no more individual emails why just send it to group text come on the slack <laughs> message boy don't bother coming in he should have told them that he made it. he wasted their time the way he's handled the whole situation has been less of a surprise and more of a shock to the system said carrie grogan a now former graphic designer and communications associate of feminist apparel not just lying to us about stepping down and then firing us but the silence the fact that he could say stay silent aside from a one two one uh two sentence slack message for almost two whole weeks about our jobs and livelihoods being at stake that was really shocking and very telling martin fell declined to be interviewed but he was he has acknowledged that the situation first was with a post on the brand's facebook page where he announced the company is seeking new management he told refinery 29 that this entire situation has been sad and difficult and i'm going to continue needing to take time to reflect on it further before i'll be ready to say more he also posted a statement on the company's blog while I continue to regret my past behaviors, my ongoing reflection and conversations regarding them have helped to shape me into who I am and have given me the tools to build an organization that has always strived to be a safe and welcoming space for all, he wrote in the post. Sadly, in the meeting that took place with my now former employees last Friday, I was made aware that they unequivocally do not share my views on either business or feminism. It is then it is then that the operations of the company were halted for a week. While all employees continue to be paid and I assessed my all available options for how to uh move forward at this juncture. 
after much deliberation and in accordance with both state law and our employee handbook i made the difficult decision to proceed without them i truly believe in feminist apparel uh, its mission and in the important causes that individuals it supports as a result i also need to do what is best for this company's long-term success the response echoes something many of the former employees have pointed out martha fell's ignorance about what it means to be an ally many claim that he centered the company's feminist pursuits around himself often putting his opinions first and ignored the request of advice of people of color queer people and survivors including their campaign geared toward those groups anyway you know a lot of people listen there's a lot of motherfuckers that hide behind these brands and they all you know blankety blank blank pick your positive slogan online and on twitter and all this shit but the way they treat people individually in their lives you can tell like they don't believe that shit no 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 they don't i'm a feminist okay well um this woman has an idea for our campaign and how it and how it affects uh you know survivors that we're trying to campaign to uh if she don't agree with me she ain't a feminist she can get the fuck out period yep 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 and then <laughs> uh for a lot of them particularly when they're questioned or somebody kind of wants to have something or that is some form of a, a falling out all of a sudden they lean back on what they know and a lot of times what they know means separating and calling you the problem versus actually looking within themselves and it causes a lot of problems and a lot of because this conflict was unnecessary and he lied to them from the beginning and i hope they all nine of them get together and sue the fuck out of him fuck him um yeah uh i feel like i feel like with many brands of allyship there's an enormous miscommunication over who should be given voice alan seemed to feel that his voice should come first said claire quigley who was a graphic designer on the company until the firing strongest way to be an ally would be to not profit from feminism or survivors of sexual assault said grogan yeah well here's the thing i actually do not have a problem with this dude if he told everybody the truth up front and then they willingly went and worked for the dude that they knew was had a history of sexual assault and abuse and was trying to quote unquote give back or find some way to like i don't know change the world or mitigate the harm because he's learned to do better if if you truly believe that's your mission and that's what feminism is for you and all this shit if you truly believe that you would have just fucking told everybody right you wouldn't have lied so i don't believe you because you that's that's a huge fucking secret right they found out and then they got fired quote-unquote coincidence all of a sudden you followed the rule manual book about your hr department come on you had an hr manager you know they know the fucking law like you ran from it and to be honest you're a white man it seems to be a straight white man white man you probably could have told people literally i am a former rapist and i'm trying to do this feminist shirt and some dummies would have signed up anyway at least they would have known they not just known some of these not these people necessarily Mm-mm. maybe these people though don't sleep right. don't sleep i don't know these motherfuckers so, but people would have signed up mm-hmm. because people are always signing up to redeem a fucking dude people can't wait to redeem an abusive dude period they, they'll make the excuse for you if you just fucking tell them we about to get into that in the next story all you gotta do is be semi upfront with like yeah i kind of did some rapey shit and i'm a bit of a rapist and people will be like well you know what god darn it he's trying his best he's a man and the world is hard he ain't never smacked me with his penis on right so i guess i wasn't in the room come on like that's that's what's so wild he he's essentially losing not even losing anything i mean he fired everybody but he's essentially being exposed because of his response to being caught in a lie of omission 
uh anyway the strongest way to be an ally da, 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 is ridiculous that an abuser could have the audacity to call himself a feminist or to think he has the right to make money off of people he abused and they consider himself a hero for it a lot of men have behind that not just yo listen a lot of people yes they do and they abuse people and it's not always in the sexual way it's physical abuse mental abuse sexual abuse verbal abuse you emotional know, right when you when you get down labor. to it and and on top of that uh, a lot of times they they go into these fields where they know it's majority women and they know they're gonna get empathy and sympathy and they know women are going to be more understanding and and a lot of times you use this you know sisterhood you use this you know uh let's all get along type of sisterhood rah 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 shit to cover the fact that you ain't a, you are a not shit human being right. and truth be told eventually you not being shit will come out the light because the second that, that somebody disagrees with you or wants to do something different all your fucking sociopathic tendencies gonna pop up anyway so all the feminism in the world ain't gonna stop you from being the fucking sociopath that you always were it's gonna you gotta go you fired get the fuck out of my face it's like well what happened though right you, you were just talking about allyship coming together and we gonna do this yeah well it's my way of the motherfucking highway bitch get the fuck out of my house right and the thing is the the people that you're talking to and the people that you fall out with guess what they're women too guess what right. they're victims too so that sisterhood that rah 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 only applies if you like the person or if you don't know the person that well right. you know like those are the things that you know that i look at but i've realized just over time and just watching people online you know because you have to watch people in their patterns like you say mm-hmm. when it comes to certain things particularly women are very forgiving it's something about those fields because you don't i'm not trying to find you don't ever see men do this shit if they do if if men get behind men and defend him it's off some toxic masculinity shit it's not really off of compassion and love and shit like that and also the thing truth be told when it comes to women women have a tendency to give more money women have a tendency to give up their time women has to have a tendency to be more dedicated because you know particularly straight women is actually put in you since you're a little girl that put everybody else before you you know so you end up hurting a lot of the people that you're supposed to claim that you're supposed to be standing for and you're supposed to be fighting for and you're supposed to be raising funds for you know like this dude you know you basically are anti everything that you were supposed to be stand you stand for and you turn around and you lie to these women and you fucking fire them yeah you were cool as long as people knew the version of you that you wanted them to know the second that they knew a little bit more the second that they knew a little bit of dirt the second that they knew that there were people out there that had another version of events you had to get all these motherfuckers out your life so you could control the narrative but we're in the age of the internet no one can control the narrative nobody everybody get miles from grace literally these motherfuckers basically got fired and was like okay well now we're telling everybody come on like it could have been kept kind of in-house you know i I mean and i guarantee he didn't want to give up his company all that shit Mm -mm. you know like he's probably told them that just to get them to leave because if he would have been like i'm not giving it up he'd have been had a fucking rumble in there with them women well they would have quit correct i mean he's probably the sole proprietor of all that shit and stuff anyway i doubt he a person like this ain't gonna let other people have control of his brand to a point where they can kick him off of it but you still the same person at the heart of it anyway um so yeah he uh uh 
she said she's faced workplace harassment and abuse in previous jobs but her feminist apparel co-workers are what gave her the courage to finally do something to say no to an abuser to organize and to fight against injustice in the workplace the fired employees have not commented on plans for legal action but several have spoken out on their personal social accounts and together they've even launched a tumblr page detailing the events yeah i don't even know what recourse they can have especially if this turns out this was legal true you just gotta hope it hurts his brand and that the motherfucker can't get started again but real talk i'm so doubtful these days nobody gets canceled humanity i'm so doubtful of people's ability to ask for accountability and to expect it so i don't know i'm i I sincerely doubt that this will be the last we hear this dude same so and honestly knowing the way people treat dudes he could have just come out and been like i'm a former rapist and i have decided that um uh or not i mean i don't remember what all he said he did in those in the post but i'm a former sexual harasser and um essentially i'm okay with uh i'm gonna start something to give back and people will jump behind that story mm-hmm. it's a feel quote-unquote feel-good story a man who redeems himself quote-unquote and forgives himself is to to a lot of people that's the same as the survivors forgiving them that's the same as society forgiving them that's the same as paying penance they're like oh he's he said he did it that's the end you know what a great man what a great guy so only like certain certain crimes certain things that people do being a racist it's one of the few things you get pat on the back for being so brave to come out and say oh yeah i'm a i'm a racist i i'm i sexually abuse women well thank god he wow give it up for the guy i'm gonna buy two shirts you know um all right last one in the trash pile this is one that i really wasn't going to talk about but i was like you know what we do this show and we talk about the trash we talk about it um and it really ain't my job to make sure anybody does anything about it but it is our job to talk about it because we definitely talk about all this shit charlemagne the god in 2015 he admitted to giving a woman spanish fly and having sex while she wasn't coherent said it on a podcast um and i've listened to people talk about it um and essentially the fact that he has already talked about his rape allegation um people have decided that that means it's it's dead he didn't do anything wrong it's all a big misunderstanding and people need to get over it and and why because he talked about it first like this was before anybody found dirt on him i guess or before uh people read the paperwork his accuser had never come forward until last week she was uh uh at the time a 15 year old girl he was a 20 like 2 or 23 year old man and um she did not testify in court and the case had a basically her mom according to her her mom wouldn't let her testify so then you had an uncooperative witness which means you had to basically almost drop the case you can't go to trial without a witness even in a statutory case they typically do not want to go to trial without a witness um and and the prosecutor said as much which is like it'd be almost unfair to try somebody that we don't even have a witness for you know um so he pleaded to to a lesser charge and he told the story one way and obviously um the story from the victim is completely different now that she's come forward um to um to talk about it um 
so uh let me let me get into this article so he also has talked about it before on his podcast brilliant idiots where he does that racist white dude and shit i think andrew schultz is his name uh after a 17 year old rape allegation resurfaced against popular radio host charlamagne the god and an old clip of charlamagne born leonard larry mckelvey um talked about the incident uh with dj academics it began circulating again on social media in the 2013 interview he denies he ever slept with jessica reed the woman who's accused of who accused him of raping her in south carolina when she was just 15 years old and he was 22 he did admit to hosting a party where she was allegedly raped um yeah and in that interview with um academics he basically said like i actually might be able to find it i think we may have covered it then i don't think we did yo because oh, i definitely don't remember it. i definitely don't remember him talking about it uh in the clip with academics um no not no not with a clip with academics yeah i I'm, definitely don't remember. if i remember this i would i would have been said something because this shit is wild even for him you know um let me see if i can find see they got all these places i don't trust these clips uh <laughs> this is so crazy it's like it's such nigga news like mm-hmm. the sites that it's on are like world star hip-hop euro web uh you're gonna get a std virus on your computer i mean i just it just feels like i mean he's a big fucking deal man like he got money he's about to be the next dude that's on as far as like hbo and shit he's definitely a gatekeeper so it's like a lot of this stuff i feel like you can kind of get away with in black spaces because we basically don't hold black men accountable for shit come on um but um once you start infiltrating white spaces if you don't have your shit clean like certain shit doesn't fly it's like stephen a smith could have made that whole rant about women better not be hitting men if he said that shit on like bet or some black website but he said that shit on espn and he got suspended but a whole lot of black men was going on the uh, when the ray rice thing happened a whole lot of black men was running around talking about how black women better not hit hit a man unless they want to fight and shit and nobody was on their ass like steve harvey could have said that on his Absolutely, radio like show. since you gained fame with like either groupies or i don't even i don't do that shit hell i'm scared of that kind of shit i done had a rape charge before oh for real hell yeah i'm scared of that kind of shit i, I don't even play them you I got like a charge how you beat that because i didn't do it it was a it was a criminal sexual conduct with a minor charge that mean you would have to like register for this yeah i was, right? it was it was it was the year 2000 2001 i think i was like 20 i was 20 years old my cousin had just graduated from um high school and he had got a scholarship to Penn State University and I had a party and I had all of these chicks at a party like I was doing overnight that I was working at D93 then so I had all these chicks there that I met through radio and now keep in mind he already got the uh his age was wrong in that joint reduced it to 20 which still over the when you're talking about a 15 year old is it really that big of a difference in uh South Carolina but um yeah he uh he's 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 talk he's kind of changed up that detail he's not sure on when it happened um you know it's, it's you know chick that my dude had known so i used to see this i always see this chick with my dude so i bought you know i have now this is a chick now keep in mind these details are gonna come back up i just want y'all to pay attention. it's a chick that this dude had known it's not him it's 
a friend of a friend kind of okay invited her to the party since she was at the party and shit she got drunk high whatever whatever something happened in the room with a couple of my dudes i'm asking them did they mess with the chick you know after the fact after she pressed charges and they was like no but they was like yo she's bugging i remember the night of they was like yo she's in here bugging out she's kicking over the tv and she's trying to set shit on fire i'm like what the fuck because i had luck so the next morning i'm hearing she said she got raped she got raped so i go to the hood to ask what happened they like yeah you know um you know my cousin who had got the scholarship yeah he's in jail now what you mean he's in jail he's in jail they said he raped the girl i'm like get the fuck out of here i go down to the jailhouse talk to the detective myself no ain't got no one for me i just told the detective like i look i take full responsibility for anything that ever happened that happened in the house last night you gonna take take the case but i told i said as far as i know because i asked around anybody fuck i'm like yo nobody got raped yada 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 now he's keep in mind he said nobody even got sexually assaulted so he went down there according to him and said he takes full responsibility for somebody who was accusing dudes of rape who does that hey i know that um there's a rape case out there i would like to take the charge please and and the police go okay yeah no problem man we'll just we'll just switch over the charges from the dude that we have in jail to you like a good transfer like a transfer of charges like who how would that even work but this is the story people believe that they go with because he said it first and if you get ahead of the thing then i guess people believe it i don't know have my cousin in custody. My, my other cousins was fucking with me because they was mad they didn't get invited to the party. Hating ass motherfuckers. So my cousin wasn't even in custody. So I went down to the, the jailhouse for nothing. So, so now his cousin, his cousin wasn't in custody. His other cousins were fucking with him. I'm not sure who plays like that. Um, they were fucking with him because they didn't get to go to the party. So he basically went down to the jailhouse. Nobody was in custody. Nobody was being accused of sexual assault. He just went and volunteered to take um to take a charge for the nobody at the party that got that that was a, a rapist. This is his version of events. This is his story, his words. Like I take full responsibility for everything. You know, I bought the alcohol. He was like, "Well, you're not even of age by alcohol." And I'm like, "Well, how'd you get it? Well, I got a crackhead to get it for me." You know, whatever. They went down there copping out please with yeah, They had to do shit. Damn. So two weeks later, they come and arrest me for criminal sexual conduct. Keep in mind, he says he wasn't of age. He was 22. He wasn't of age by alcohol. He was 22 at the time. So he was of age by alcohol. So it, it sounds like he's trying to even divorce himself from the idea that he could have bought the alcohol with the whole, like, I'm underage. We all underage. You know, 20, 15, what's the difference? You know? 22 it's all the same shit mm-hmm. what a minus i had to get blood and hair follicles oh, oh, you going down there to initially explain it they ain't had nobody else depending on so being that i went down there and took full responsibility oh lock him up did, did it get through um you got indicted on it and everything or now nah, with the um I went, to, I went to court. Went to court, and they, they reduced the charges to like contributing to the delinquency of a minor because I had to give blood yeah. and all you know DNA samples, and it wasn't me. Whoever whoever touched it, it wasn't me. So. You didn't get no jail time over there. Nah. First, it went from it wasn't a rape at all to whoever touched her, it wasn't me. Right? 
remember earlier in the same conversation when it wasn't a sexual assault nobody did anything right um also he people are using him saying that he gave dna and it came back negative as that's evidence now he said it he said it you know like that's basically how everybody's like well he said that so obviously this is what happened okay i got like probation four or five months probation or something like that keep that number in mind like that's so i mean so that's, that's the reason i don't play those games with females i don't play games like that like if i'm kicking it with you i'm kicking it with you i'm not bringing no randoms over somebody i just met from the club some chick i just met like i go through a process i talk on the phone with girls i take them out with me a few times before i even okay so that was his interview with uh dj academics where he gave his version of events all right um so then um he also has his own podcast brilliant idiots where he's talked about um another i don't know if it's another another woman or the same situation remixed i don't know but uh he told a story in a 2015 episode called i think it was actually called rape culture um but you know this is a comedy show but i remember a scenario myrtle beach south carolina mm-hmm. i got this girl real drunk and um I fought, we just fought. that sentence sounds a little fishy. I, I'm I not, got her drunk. I, now, I, I, I didn't just get her drunk. I remember going, I, I went to the sex store and got Spanish fly. Oh, so you raped her. Shut up. <laughs> Spanish fly. Why in, they why sell it in the sex store. You, I, I'm telling the truth. They, they spell it in the Spanish store. I had to fucking, I had to fucking spell yeah, I mean, it in the sex store. store too. You could put that to a girl's throat yeah, and have sex with her. That doesn't mean it's so, illegal. So I put the Spanish fly in the ENJ. We drinking the ENJ and shit. So in my mind, I don't know if this shit really worked, but I felt like I got horny as a motherfucker too. So she was drunk and shit and we had sex and shit and like, a lot of my boys was trying to come in the room and fuck her. I'm like, nah, chill out. I can't. I'm not doing that. And I'm like, let's yeah. run a train on it. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> right. So. It's so, just one-on-one. It ain't right. Yeah. So the next. <laughs> Trains are right. So the next morning she wakes up. The next morning she wakes up and um, we talk about it. And she's like, what happened? I'm like, we had sex. She said, okay, well, I'm glad it was you. Then a couple days later. She's like, yo, are you sure I only had sex with you? Because <laughs> one of my stupid ass cousins was going around saying he fucked her, which he didn't. I, okay. I know for a fact he didn't. Okay. I was there the whole time. So this woman was passed out. He put something in her drink. Um, she didn't even remember the sexual encounter. Um, and he did. And as far as he's concerned, there's nothing wrong or rapey about that. Right? It's funny to him even. Right? They, they laughing about it. Yeah, yeah. He did not fuck her. Yeah. He looked at her naked, but he didn't fuck her, <laughs> right? So he let people look at her naked. Mm-hmm. Let people come in the room and look at her naked, but you know, nothing wrong with that apparently. So, so I'm telling her, no, me and you just had sex. Nobody else did nothing. So it just was weird that she was like, "Well, I'm just glad it was you." You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. in my mind, I'm like, "Yo, you could have been in a real bad situation if it was another That's a motherfucker." Huge compliment, there. man. A girl just said, yo. A huge compliment. At least you raped me. I didn't rape her. <laughs> I did not rape her. Said. I did not rape hey, her. If it was any of your cousins or friends, it would have been raped. But I you didn't rape her because me and her had every intention of having sex with each other. So then why would you put the Spanish fly? I was a freaky, I'm still a freaky motherfucker, but I was a really, 
I was I've listen my Wait, whole, when she passed out while you fucked her. Nah, she wasn't like she was like one of those drunks where <laughs> no, listen, no, she was one of those drunks where like she was one of those drunks where she was like oh like co she wasn't coherent but she was up you know when your girls is like when you're blacked out like that don't know what the fuck's going on type shit like she was really she was a, awake and she was into it she was wasted that's his words that I mean this is what and keep in mind. This was on a podcast. It's very popular. It's been out for three years. Nobody gave a fuck. Like, this is his own words. Nobody, I mean, it tells you what kind of listeners he has, for one. Uh, and it tells you what kind of standards there are for black dudes in this, in this whole game. Like, you can really be out here talking like this as long as you're a black person that's kind of okay. Which is, which is, you know, this is the shit I talk about when I talk about like a Stephen A. Smith and, how you know i don't really believe in that respectability shit but i have a little bit of it in me where i feel embarrassed when i see black men on big platforms saying shit that i know if they were a white dude people would be like dude you have to do better than this but you're black so you don't have to be an intellectual you don't have to be smart you have to be savvy you don't have to be like like it's just called her blackness it's like oh yeah black people black men are rapists so i mean we still want to get this dude a, a platform to say this shit you know like howard stern can't be out here talking about he was raping people he can't and that's a dude that's edgy as fuck but if he starts talking about raping passed out people they're gonna be like dog what are you doing this, your audience will not take this you know so it's a little bit embarrassing to me i don't i don't i don't guess i have to work out or think about why that bothers me so much but but it does you know Stephen a smith being the only nigga on espn defending beating women it bothers me going like why would you do that bro you like Take a click, take a cue from all these other white dudes who probably believe the same shit as you, but know to shut the fuck up. Right. And also, I think for me hearing the second interview mm -hmm. is one of the things, and this is something that make women very, very upset. You're talking about something serious, serious, mm -hmm. and y'all actually are chucking about it. A lot of dudes actually chuckle about rape that because they don't ever take it seriously. Because for most straight men, you are never the victims of this, uh, for most. You know, or, and, or if you, if a straight man has been sexually assaulted, it's quote unquote against your manhood. So all of a sudden you can never admit this. You have to be manly, manly. You can't act like that you quote unquote have ever been a victim for the, for the fact that they were talking about it and nobody ever took it seriously. And this is one of the things that I feel about it. This is why a lot of times for me personally, depending on like the group of, of dudes talking, a lot of times I, I, I like for uh, it to be women or either women and men. I don't mind all men, but sometimes it can get too testosterone field in the room and you know if there was just one woman's voice the whole atmosphere would change on the conversation maybe that's a maybe because if that voice is the woman is it, if it's angela year it won't change she's right up there on the fucking breakfast club every morning watching people say fucked up shit rapey shit and not challenging anything or laughing it off with the rest of them like ha 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 so it's not i don't even know that it would uh change necessarily it depends on the woman in the room yeah it depends on the woman in the room a lot of times the women in the room to speak up guess what a lot of times you're not in a co-host you're not in anywhere in power and truth be told a lot of the dudes that feel like that wouldn't have you on in the first place now the prosecutor or the judge or somebody i read has said that they will not be reopening that case with the 15 year old uh if this is a different case which would make two very 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 uh 
questionable at best um circumstances for this man um with women um at least two it also explains why he defended uh bill cosby so fucking hard to start all right it, 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 i mean it, it, it makes sense now starts to come together form a picture um and the thing you know the other part of this is this accuser um has come forward recently and she hadn't before now the problem is she got interviewed on uh, the dude star something show I fragile i don't remember his fucking name something star you know i don't know of formerly a star buckwild but that dude has a vendetta against Charlemagne. so the 10 minute interview or whatever with the person who um said she was uh, uh, assaulted by him uh it's it's very like you can tell the whole point of it is to try to attack Charlemagne as far as stars concerned she seems concerned with like i want to get my story out there i want people to know what kind of person this dude is and he's very much like i mean honestly it's kind of he's rough he's just like so he was on top of you penetrating you you know like it's very like because it was almost like the victim yeah it's almost like some tmz shit so i don't even want to play it here but you can go find it um if you don't mind listening to a very rough interview i guess these clips were kind of rough anyway but it's much longer and much more poignant um but you know it just doesn't jive with the, his version of events his age is wrong he got two it was like two or three years probation not no four or five months as he claimed um he um like it, it's just it just don't add up it just doesn't add up man what he and if this is another story that he's telling on this one this is another fucking sketchy ass incident dog like it just and i don't expect anything to happen i'm I'm disheartened Mm -hmm. to a certain extent because i expect the same shit with um that goes down with a lot of people except the only difference is with this a lot of people will hide behind blackness as a reason to let an abusive man be abusive towards black women of course as if they're not black too as if oh that poor little girl but you know hey hey i like his show he makes me laugh so fuck that shit you know and it's that cool of a calculation to people it ain't even really you know and i and i mean i expect that from people but it's just when you see it in action it's almost worse where you're just like damn man it's nothing's changed all this fretting and worrying about the me too moving and shit why should i believe anybody is concerned nothing's changing y'all just fake fake concerned about they're gonna take down an innocent person you don't even want them to take down people that did shit why am i worried about them taking down somebody that didn't right they can barely get motherfuckers that do criminal shit to like 60 women they might go they might get a trial if you get 60 women together but if it's just like one or two nigga you scot-free you about to be working you about to be fine you gonna get checks from everybody um you know another petition for the breakfast club to get you know you know that shit started like cancel this or whatever too many people listen yeah they're not they're not gonna fire him nothing nothing's gonna happen to him i think he's lawyered up Mm -hmm. you know um so i don't expect anything to happen to him oh no Um, nobody gets canceled and he's the gatekeeper and and that's okay so that's the next part that's really scary um is that the dude is a gatekeeper within the industry and motherfuckers want to sell their books they want to promote their podcast they want to promote their radio shows their tv shows their appearances their social media their instagram all this shit 
and the breakfast club is definitely seen as a hub for a place to go to promote those things to the black audience correct i've seen prominent voices that i would like to i that i do respect i do but i just don't understand this decision to 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 cozy up to this dude i just don't i can't i have a hard time reconciling it with what they claim to stand for it's just hard you know what i mean i'm not saying it's impossible but it's just it's hard for me to see what they see and maybe we're just not in that lane so we don't so it's impossible for me and you to get it because we don't have a manager telling us like rod listen like i'm sure if i had a manager or somebody they'd be like rod don't even talk about this on your show what if we need you to go on that show one day and promote the blackout tips you know shit they would have talked what five six years ago when mtv was reaching out to us and sending me emails like y'all need to have charlamagne the god on your show and i was like nah i'm good well you sure he really would like to do it yeah i'm sure i don't want him on my show and that's before all this shit popped up i was just like hey it just seems like the kind of person that's just like giving the bare minimum for a lot of shit and i don't really want to reward that and i don't really want to be attached to it you know and maybe that decision is why i'm able to just be like this today and just be like yeah i don't know i don't really fuck with this dude but in general this shit sounds weird it sounds fucked up it sounds kind of criminal you know what i mean i get to say that but maybe the people that have cozied up to him are afraid to yeah because like i said with you being a gatekeeper that means you make a break careers you make a break make money you know you you up with the movies and shakers and it's one of those things where um people have to believe you me somebody has sat down and done studies and statistics on his audience you know and says that if you speak to this audience we've we've done studies to say hey this is how many people come out this you know what i mean so some somebody somewhere has, has crunched the numbers and so it's one of those things too where a lot of people when it comes to his fan base a lot of people either they're very quiet like a lot of people actually watch and listen and, and they're for the train wreck and they don't say anything online because they know a lot of people just don't fuck with that dude and, and honestly like i just know personally i've done a lot to stay away from the idea of gatekeeping even that's one of the reasons we do our podcast and we depend on each other you know what i mean it's one of the reasons we didn't try to add a bunch of people's shows to our network it's one of the reasons I, i've never wanted to like uh i, I want to out of the podcast group i don't like that feeling i didn't want i don't want to be in the, the like these facebook communities and shit like i don't like the idea of people looking at me like come fix this or kick this person out or do this thing you know get your king solomon on or whatever the fuck it's not it's not attractive to me um but also because of not not because i couldn't do the job or i couldn't try to at least do be fair but it's more about the idea of how people look at you it changes yeah, people it it changes they start looking at you different, different yes. and it becomes about this loyalty that's no longer attached to, and the animosity as well but it comes about like they put you on a pedestal to then either shit on you and want to see you dragged off of or they put you on a pedestal and no matter how shitty you are they didn't justify you being on that pedestal correct and both of those are so fucked up to me and i don't want any part of it Mm-mm. no i just want to be me i don't want to be well i have to be nice to rob because i like his show but i think i think he's an asshole you know i just think i'm an asshole and just don't fuck with me I like i like i'd rather at least that's honest 
you know rather than you think i'm an asshole and you keep pretending to like me because you think it's gonna get you on to something that i don't have access to anyway come on you know um now his lawyer did his spokesperson put out a statement uh to clarify the incident occurred the tribe on the 2015 podcast happened 20 years ago he told the story then but this should reflect that this happened in the late 90s 20 years ago she said in an email to the root so not it didn't happen just it didn't happen in 2015 so it was a long time ago so can we move on guys have we all had enough um now the paper there's been paperwork um Mm -hmm. out there for this shit and y'all can look up look it up for yourselves but it contradicts what he's saying now i I mean i guess is in to a certain extent these are um like accusations so maybe that he can say something about well it's just an accusation or something but i mean the probation deal that that's on that paperwork is not what he said you know the 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 um the charges where he said he wasn't accused of anything and he wasn't even in the room and nobody raped the girl she literally said it was him and that he did sexually assault her and she remember him penetrating her and all this shit him specifically she didn't name other people or nothing just him so for all this you know like he already spoke about this he didn't say that shit the shit he said was the was not that so there's a lot of people walking around like it's a open and shut case and what are we even talking about it for well it's coming back up because it doesn't jive with what he said but if that's gonna fuck up your fun then nobody wants to hear it Mm-mm. you know it's, it's that simple really is it, are y'all going to fuck up my fun and make me have to feel some kind of way about the fact that i'm looking at this dude and saying um he already talked about it and i just want to listen to the show and laugh and they giving me that ignorant nigga shit ha 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 try to bring a black man down you know how it is he's getting a deal with hbo he's about to buy nbc or whatever the fuck Not nbc but that's how it is though anytime it's a black dude it's some it's some other reason why it's okay right within our culture right 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 because racism is real but at the same time like everything can't be defended by i'm black Mm -mm. yeah like this paperwork uh that owned or between june 8 2001 june 9 2001 at short state villa monks corner south carolina located within the county and state aforesaid defendant lenard larry McKelvey did commit the offense of criminal sexual conduct with a minor second degree in violation of s16 whatever statute that is of the south carolina codes of laws 1976 as amended in that the defendant who was a 22 year old adult male did willfully unlawfully and feloniously engage in penile vaginal intercourse with a 15 year old female child who cops to that if they didn't do it facts to establish the aforesaid one on the morning of uh 060901 the berkeley county sheriff's office was contacted by jocelyn reed the mother of the minor now she provided her name in this this paperwork that's the only reason i'm reading it because she basically wanted to be believed she's like here's the paperwork with the version of events that actually happened versus what he's been telling y'all after she received a phone call advising her of sexual assault that had occurred with her 15 year old daughter that's her mom uh the minor female was transported by ems to somerville medical center for treatment of injuries sustained during sexual assault uh the uh uh, affiant uh responded to the somerville medical center and obtained a verbal and or written statement from the minor female that implicates the defendant in the sexual assault um 
examinations conducted by the somerville medical center corroborated that a sexual assault had occurred so for the whole nobody raped anybody uh she just just some random person that did this oh also in the interview she says they were friends she knew him and she couldn't believe he would do that because she didn't like him like that and he knew that so he said it was a friend of a friend of his cousin the girl he's come around he didn't know anything about her she's like that was my friend he like she said she made his parents that day who does that but 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 in the story we tell him hey well i don't know this motherfucker at all barely she's just a woman that came to a party and started accusing people of shit five the affiant through uh investigation was able to locate the incident location and confirmed that this incident occurred in berkeley county um so yeah that um that was one of the things um then let me see they had like three or four of these pages um yeah um they blacked out her name but then yeah um then they had um the description of the offense that he pleaded out to was criminal sexual conduct with a minor you know like what is this dog um yeah that he did violate the criminal laws of south carolina and then the criminal offense is criminal sexual conduct with a minor not contributing to getting drunk with a minor i mean unless there's some other paperwork that's not out there then this plea is not what he said it was i don't i don't know dog like maybe maybe that's what he gonna come forward with is some paperwork that's like well actually this this isn't this is some initial paperwork and what i pleaded to was different i don't know but the paperwork she provided it ain't saying nothing about that shit he said um yeah they got um the arrest warrant he said there wasn't a warrant for his arrest there is there was she had that shit out it was signed had his name on it stamped um and then this one was a service of the warrant on the above date and time this deputy made contact with the subject uh mclevy leonard uh mclevy leonard larry uh subject was placed under arrest for an outstanding warrant issued by magistrate elizabeth s harper 61201 subject was served with a warrant uh for criminal sexual conduct with a minor in second de- second degree subject was placed in berkeley county detention center where he was processed and issued a copy to say a warrant service of a warrant and then the, the warrant number like did this sound like what he said i played the interview with academics on the show does it sound like what he was talking about Mm-mm. i mean i don't i don't know dog i don't know how people can be so fucking cut and dry with like nope and nothing to see here he already talked about it um yeah indictment for criminal sexual conduct second degree at a court of general sessions convened august 29 2001 um they present upon their oath that leonard l mckevy did in berkeley county on or about the eighth day of june 2001 willfully unlawfully and feloniously engage in penile vaginal intercourse with a 15 year old female this is a violation of the code in South Carolina as amended. So I do y'all tell me, am I tripping? Am I making this shit up? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. like nobody feel no kind of way about like, man, this seemed kind of fucked up. It seemed like he lying. Seemed like something not right at least. You know? So, um, yeah, then they have uh this document, State of South Carolina um 
in the court of general sessions direct indictment date of offense south carolina code da 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 and this is his plea okay so he plead down to uh contributing to the delinquency of a minor so he was accused of sexual assault he was accused specifically by of him doing it to this girl and because she did not testify they pleaded down to a non-violent contributing to the delinquency of a minor and that's what he was um convicted of or whatnot but you know according to him he was never there he was never there was no warrant he was never charged with anything blah blah, blah. he just except he just went down there and and you know volunteered them to arrest him and then um yeah and then the last one says the the indictment status change form happened because the victim was uncooperative and she says in the interview her mom basically would not allow her to testify which you know sometimes people do to try to protect you know their loved ones or to protect a young you know a kid against some shit who knows but um you know and also for shame and shit because a lot of times parents will be like you went to that party and i'm blaming you it's your fault you know and so they contribute to the whole thing you know and if he's telling the truth about that other story he might have done something similar to somebody else and the girl says she felt like she was drugged she her and her friend drank from some cups that they were given by him and her friend started throwing up because she started drinking first and she drank a little bit more and she tried to take care of her friend and get some towels and stuff and then when she got up she started getting right throwing up and passing out and she remembered coming to with him on top of her but i was but 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 somehow you know we're not supposed to believe her but we're supposed to believe him because he said right this is wild and it's in the in the sad i talked about this on saturday and i hate to be right but i knew i, I knew it would happen today angela rye defend Charlemagne could have said nothing because none of us is in that room we don't really know we're just now hearing her version of events for the first time so we don't you know what i mean like if this was my friend the most i could say is i wasn't in the room and i hope he didn't do it same but that ain't what she said so somebody asked her on facebook because i'm sure a lot of people are asking the women around him that go on his shows that call him their friend that that work with him and work for him they're asking them like yo what's up like why y'all fuck with him you know this shit seems pretty fucked up and to to a large part of the credit uh i'm guessing a lot of those women are not gonna say shit even if they continue to work with them it's probably to their credit to not say anything because it's really not their place to fucking talk about what this man did 20 years ago they weren't there and they don't know right um and maybe if they feel like strongly about it that he did it i can see them coming out and being like nah i don't want to work with him but maybe they don't feel that way they may be feeling kind of like i don't know what happened because technically i don't know what happened right this is all speculation it's just we've never had another version of events until this right so if, if if everything is uh it's all some type of setup if star is just out to get this dude and he's just trying to start some shit because he doesn't like him and he don't want to see him get his hbo deal the truth will come out it could be possible all that shit could be possible i'm not really ruling anything out but mm-hmm. i am saying what he said and what this paperwork said are totally different um anyway 
so someone asked her angela are you going to speak on your friend charlamagne allegedly drugging then raping a 15 year old girl years ago i know you speak up for black women being respected but for some reason you're kind of quiet on the subject i hope you don't let it slide and i hope for it and hope for it to go away i'm just thinking out loud <clears throat> now before i read y'all this answer angela Rye has a podcast called on one mm-hmm. um she had an episode and i tweeted about it and i think i even put it on some stuff on facebook about it when i because i i listened to it and honestly i i could not believe what i was listening to like um it it was so um messy i guess the best way to describe it it was uh called um let's talk about sex sexual harassment featuring marketing guru on one with a i didn't think it would play uh marketing guru uh christy henderson christy with an i um uh it's from it does not have the date on it but anyway you can listen to it for yourself if y'all need to hear i do i will tell you it's a tough listen especially if you're it's a tough listen if you listen to this show you gonna have a tough time listening to that show i'm just gonna tell you right now because like it was messy and as as point as on point as right as angela is about race she is that off point when it comes to like sexual assault slut shaming like it this shit was sketchy as fuck dog i haven't even listened to the show since and she's had some guests that i wanted to hear and i was just like i don't think i could really this is some wild shit like i can't believe she's so fucking focused and on like when you see her talk about race and shit on cnn it's like it, you know what this is the <laughs> i'm gonna say it again this is that thing where you have to learn to love people differently i root for her from afar but i also understand that like she on some other shit when it comes to matters of sexual harassment and sexual assault she on some other shit like it's some like real pick me type shit anyway um and i and i understand that the intersection of being black and being a woman at the same time in a lot of cases it's like you got to pick being black over being a woman for a lot of women and when it comes to sexual assault a lot of women will readily buy into like the whole theory of uh, black men are basically all innocent of sexual assaults and the white man and the system are just trying to get us so there really are no black male rapists um it's just it's just you know it's just a system and they'll extend that shit from emmett till to it to motherfuckers that are just actually fucking rapists they'll be like well it could just be motherfuckers trying to get the black man and get him out of there it's a paranoia that we all live with i live with it too i'm not like i'm not i'm subject to this shit too you know what i mean like if i'm on an elevator with a white woman i definitely feel like i hope that this motherfucker is not some crazy white person like that calls the cops on niggas for standing in elevators you know what i mean i'm not like i'm not immune to it and i don't want people to start thinking that i am but i also understand that within reason um there are some niggas that are rapists right you know what i mean and then some of this shit is literally people shielding black men with the whole it's because black men are targeted and white women do this but then they use it for victim when the victims are black people use that shit for like r kelly like he trying to take down the white man trying to take him down like we use it for for people that just treat women black women like shit so anyway so she replied since you opted to post about two different incidents and describe neither of them accurately on my jesus conference post sure 
my brother in caps is neither a molester nor a rapist he never drugged anyone he never touched a girl read more about the incident from 2001 in his book black privilege and note that he regrets having a party where underage folks were drinking when he was young and dumb that's the only thing he pled to why because there was no physical evidence connecting him to the girl why because he never touched her i truly pay pray for your peace wrong peace of mine truly however she will not come up on my brother off a lie who are these rape victims that come up can y'all name some people be claiming that i've not seen no book deals i've not seen no movies like a lot of times it's the opposite you get shamed you get harassed Mm -hmm. you get called everything underneath the sun you get told you shut up you get told you're lying you get called bitch slut whores a lot of times even by your own family members you basically people want you not to exist and there are women that have been sexually assaulted that feel the same way uh that the uh they would actually argue for the rapist because as far as they're they're concerned it was their fault they got raped and a lot of women have to internalize that stuff and you have some women that goes i'm never a victim because i always have to be in control so regardless of what happened i was in control and since i was in control i'm not a victim so yeah you bitches had this shit coming to you right and you want to know what's okay and then she finishes off with this god bless you and your family i stand for but for the truth before i stand for anything else god bless you and your family you weren't in the room you cannot conclusively say shit two nobody how did this woman come up off of this she's not getting paid so here's the deeper point i wanted to throw up throw out there let's say she did get paid let's say she civilly sued him for some money it's fucked up in our society because we have a capitalist society the closest thing any of us can get to justice is some money right money this the, we will never get like fair equity in the fucking court of law typically so, so we go to civil court many sexual assault survivors have to resort to this it's not just um it's not like the criminal the criminal uh standard of beyond the shadow of a doubt type of shit you know like that is so hard to prove a sexual assault because you can actually have sex with a person dna can come back and then be like well that was consensual sex not sexual assault right like many this is almost an rape is almost an impossible crime to prove unless it is a certain type of sexual assault where it's like i don't know this person or they say we never had sex or they say um you know like some like they have to have certain types of uh of um certain type that's to be like jumping out the bushes on somebody before we say that right like for the most part it's like well it's possible it could have been sex so therefore you have no case but in civil case in civil court the burden of proof is lowered a bit and so sometimes you can get money sometimes people settle out of court well because we live in a capitalist society we have made the pursuit of justice something that should be altruistic but the pursuit of justice costs fucking money so in order to go through our legal system you need money right you gotta pay your lawyer you Mm -hmm. gotta pay all these court costs Mm -hmm. all this shit right so you don't have a choice that if you're gonna pursue justice for this person in a court of law because you didn't get it in the criminal court or whatever the fuck maybe your mom wouldn't let you testify or something like that 
well you let's say you criminally sue this person and they settle and they give you money and maybe you have to sign an nda or something and then they go around and say i didn't rape you and then that breaks the nda and now you can talk about it this happened with bill o'reilly this happened with bill cosby this happened with a few people um even harvey Weinstein, i believe um in those cases what do we then turn around and do to the person that survived well you got money so you clearly was just trying to come up off of this person i would rather the incident not happen at all the point being the money being involved as the only means of justice is also the a means of attacking your credibility at the same time correct you can't like you literally can't be credible so so now this woman hasn't gotten a cent it seems angela rye is discrediting her as looking for money or a come up off of off of what a, a accusation of he sexually assaulted me at 15 something that she seems to have never contradicted it's not like she said at some point well actually he didn't well okay it's been 20 years he did no she she does not able to testify via her mom according to her and so then he got to go out run with his version of events for x amount of years you're literally just heard this woman a week ago and you decided she just trying to come up off of the brother you it's just it is not a very smart thing for her to say i'll put it that way it is not very smart because and 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 like i said if you listen to that episode you will not be surprised because i thought she would have this response she was one of the people i was thinking about in my mind when i was like yo i really hope people understand that just because he gives you access on this platform does not mean you got to be his fucking pro bono lawyer and she's a lawyer and she went out here and pro bono this shit on facebook for no reason ridiculous just ridiculous um and then the other part of this is and i was thinking about this i bet the women who have his back will be held more in account than him i won't be surprised if angela rye finds herself having to speak about this shit before he does you just say nothing i mean what's he gonna say that's my homie he i mean there's nothing he can say to you you know what i mean because the thing is i bet you if it was the other way around you wouldn't see him standing up for you yeah i mean he got a lawyer it doesn't sound like it's gonna go to court or nothing i mean Mm -mm. i legitimately think he can keep his head down and be absolutely fine and nobody will say shit to him nobody gets canceled so i i don't know man i just i i don't i don't know what the fuck she's doing um and and it's her own goal because you could have said nothing and nobody would have blamed you everybody would said i understand that you're in a difficult position just let it go sis and here we are so yeah man i i'm sorry to bum everybody out with this shit but i i really was like we might as well talk about it because everybody's talking about it and i've heard other people's very dismissive attitudes about it but i've said on the show a few times most people's morality extends to whether or not they like a person or not and Mm -hmm. that's it you can't trust people for shit you can't trust nobody to be um not being a hypocrite you can't trust anybody to have like values that um that are consistent because soon as they like or don't like somebody the shit goes out the door like that's it that's that that's why i love people different than i used to that's why i had to learn to be like oh 
that you're totally capable of that shit everybody's capable of, of mm-hmm. it. even myself none Same. of us are fucking immune to that that's the human condition so I, I i was like yeah man um i can't expect more than that of a lot of people they pick and choose they folks if they don't like you then you did that shit you know pick a person that you don't like and think of them being accused of the same shit as Charlemagne, and tell me um that you that you got the same feeling right that's if you like them now if you don't like them pick a person you do like and how did you react when it was them you know people change on these shits all the time dog you know you just can't have trust in nobody you can't believe in nobody man you got to look at everything for yourself and like i said i'm not even accusing this man of nothing i'm literally just saying oh here's some other shit that contradicts what he's been saying and some paperwork that says the same thing i don't know you might want to look into that but you know what you want here hot 97 is gonna take him off the air and investigate it because mm-hmm. he's a black dude and we don't do that with black dudes right if he was chris hardwick man they'd be looking at him nothing's gonna happen to this dude Mm-mm. and all your famous fav- favorite like woke folks are gonna still kick kiki with him mm-hmm. still be at events with him still want him on their show still beg to be on his show it, it doesn't matter man it just doesn't matter and i'm 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 not trying to be um mad about this shit all the time i'm not trying to be um you know because people will then accuse you of being oh you trying you jealous you trying to take break him down nigga mm-hmm. we not even in the same lane it's not even the close like right what he does and what i do totally different Correct. i don't want what i don't want what he got he, i guarantee you don't want what i got Mm-mm. so it's like it's not even like that but that's how people will approach it because it's easier than confronting the truth which is maybe Rod got a fucking point is that so much harder to fucking to think like what if i'm wrong what if, if i'm wrong then um this girl didn't get sexually assaulted but nothing happened to Charlemagne anyway he ain't lose a job he ain't lose no money he ain't go to jail nothing he's straight but if you're wrong you're defending a person that's possibly gotten away with rapes two times if you're wrong but i'm the one that's crazy okay all right um let's get into sore ratchetness and get out of here we'll do more fun shit tomorrow yes um and we need to set up your phone tonight so i understand yay i'm still hot this nigga on twitter accused me of being divisive and like having bad energy i said what's more bad energy than being a fucking rapist dog if i'm right if this dude is a rapist how the fuck is him coming on a podcast talking about possibly sexually assaulting somebody and then also talking about his an accuser coming forward and saying he lied about another assault how am i the one with the bad energy i should listen to him but not the women i should listen to him but not him you know what i'm saying because he said it himself like when i talk about rape culture and when i talk about how complicit we as black men can be this is the shit i'm talking about three years ago he said it himself nobody feels uneasy about it he's still a big name niggas still defend him some niggas think he's too liberal 
oh this nigga trying the uh he trying to side with the feminists and the gays like i've seen people say that about him he too woke now so 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 it's almost like it's almost like being ghastly like they want me to feel like i'm crazy for being like yo we're complicit in this because we don't hold anyone accountable Mm-mm. we have zero fucking accountability dog we fuck with everybody regardless you know i guess r kelly just need to come out with a podcast shit when the r kelly mute r kelly thing started or not even started but came to a head earlier this year you know what i heard most black men say why now not <laughs> people been talking about that for decades but not like it's about time some people listen i'm glad people are rallying around uh what can i do to support how can i spread the word i didn't hear any of that. i heard why now as if god this is annoying that's what it boils down to it's annoying. You have done this why didn't you try this years ago they have been it's the guy if it wasn't for me too black women would have never been listened to on the r kelly shit they tried to galvanize the energy from me too to be like hey 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 don't forget about the original me too this nigga and 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 a lot of black men are very guilty of being like but why now as opposed to thank god good get him out of here because i care about 15 year old black girls too right so when you say that you tell me you don't give a fuck about women no you don't yeah you 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 don't you know you don't you don't care about your mother like and a lot of them would tell them bitch is your fault too people in his crew don't care and they other black men they don't care they come around they hang around and they prop him up famous black dudes they kick it with him it's fucking disgusting if i say that we have a problem in cishead black men i'm the fucking bad guy right i hate us all of a sudden i don't love us no more i'm with i'm with these cool with the white people that hate us and shit if i just go hey man it's kind of problematic that we know this is fucked up and we let it exist because out of some misplaced idea that well if white people can do it white people be wrong as fuck right we should not want to be like them in these ways like they're not a good example them getting away with some shit is not a reason that we should feel it's okay to abuse our own people come on they're fucking toxic and their standard of living is fucking detrimental to us we know because we've been on the fucking shit end of the stick we have had we stomped with that hill before we've been stomped with that we should not want that but but like i said man niggas do not want to hear that shit so Mm -hmm. i'm divisive Mm -hmm. i'm negative i'm jealous i'm this i'm that no nigga i'm right and you fucking know it deep down in your soul and one day you're gonna wake up to that shit or just fuck don't fuck with me whichever way but i'm never gonna stop talking about it i know that fucking much i'll die talking about this shit <sighs> a son attacks his parents with a sword uh jam shit poor lust for money and property led a 22 year old son to launch an attack on his elderly parents with a sword at bar soul in Gotshila. well see they don't have the guns there they wouldn't like the other grandma who pulled her guns out and shot her son <laughs> yeah she did i yeah. put it down come on in the Gatshila subdivision of east singbum district almost 100 kilometers from here past wednesday night midnight pawan Gatswami inflicted grievous injuries on his uh father dahanajay Gatswami 55 and his mother patul Gatswami 50 after they turned down his proposal of selling off their farmland pawan would keep demanding money from us for the past year 
but in the last few days he wanted to sell out our farmland which is registered in the name of my husband and our only source of income when we refused he started quarreling at 12 30 in the morning he attacked both of us with a sword said patul who suffered injuries on her head while her husband sustained grievous injuries to his neck and right hand oh, oh he tried to kill him yes he did while the hajane was left in the pool of blood pawan drove her i thought her name was patul what oh pawan is the son okay he drove her injured mother out of the house you mean his, his? Wait, where did pawan come from oh they should have said his his injured mother out of the house hearing the commotion villagers rescued the couple and rushed them to the mgm medical uh college hospital in the wee house of thir- hours it seems of thursday the, this was translated badly the hajane <laughs> whose condition is said to be serious and was later shifted to tata main hospital but further said her son had started demanding money ever since he had befriended a girl in the area Patu's nephew mm-hmm. Sujit said the family depended on the farmland for their daily income and Pawan attacked my uncle and aunt as he was trying to get the farmland registered in his name but failed yeah that's a sign of contract under threats of duress dog right uh, I mean threats of harm under duress uh we will arrest and accuse uh only after we get a formal complaint from the victim said the police so apparently Pawan is just still at large hanging out with his sword mm-hmm. and then woman yeah just file a please file a formal complaint uh at your earliest convenience injured old people all right all right guys that's it for today's episode yes very somber sobering angry show uh (laughs) and long as fuck this is almost three hours jesus all right we'll talk to y'all tomorrow until then i love you i love you too